The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What is up, y'all? Welcome to the best bits. It's Morgan here. And if you haven't listened to this podcast before, then I'm super sad, but I'm really happy to have you now. And my favorite part of this, not only do I break down the segments from the Bobby Bone Show this week, the best ones, the ones y'all engaged with the most, I bring on a show member and that's easily y'all's favorite part as much as it is mine. And particularly, I love when I get to bring Eddie on because we just have great conversations. So what's up, Eddie? Morgan! <laughs> I feel like I can just sit here and open up to you. I don't know what it is. You know, every all my friends say that I should have been a therapist. You should have been. pursued that. But that makes me sad. Yeah, well, why? Because thinking about having to deal with all of that yeah. all the time, you know, that's a lot. It like is a lot. Like a therapist need therapists, right? You, exactly. I mean, you got to think that you take in so mm-hmm. much, like, pain and and stories of, of, of things that people are going through and you have to go home and you have to like somehow just decompress. Yeah, because like people aren't going to therapy because they're happy. I mean, there might be a few, but majority of people aren't yeah. going because they're happy. Problems are like a literal weight. And mm-hmm. when and when the person going through therapy is letting it all out to the therapist, I believe it is being transferred yep. to them and the therapist takes it all in. Obviously, they're educated and they know how to process it a little better. Yes. But at the end of the day, they've got to be exhausted. Oh my gosh, I know. But it's my favorite part to listen to people and hear about people's lives. And like, I, you know, I love the show because we hear stories, but I love this because we get to talk in depth about yes our personal lives in a different way, right? Mm -hmm. Just random things, random thoughts that come off our brain and not even related to anything else. It's just random, Mm -hmm. which is why I love it so much. So, I mean, we got to get into it. We just got to get going. Otherwise, we're going to be here all day. Oh, my gosh. Ours are the long ones. Always the long ones. (laughs) All right, y'all. Here we go. You guys have heard all the stories about why Lunchbox has his Christmas lights up with his neighbor. And it's a whole situation. But we found out if those Christmas lights are still, in fact, up and how Lunchbox is feeling about all of it. And if he's ever going to take them down, we don't know. But here's the update you guys have been asking us for happening right now. Number seven. Over a month ago, Lunchbox was outside in his yard. One of his neighbors walked by and they started talking about the neighborhood. 
During the conversation, Lunchbox's neighbor made the comment about Lunchbox's house that his lights were still up. And so we asked, was this rude or just making small talk? Here is the clip before we get the update. Excuse me, what'd you say? I, I, I couldn't hear you. Hey, I... I'm just saying you have the last house in the neighborhood with Christmas lights on. I walk all over and everyone else has put theirs away. You're just the last one. What's the deal? Well, I'm, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, but I have kids. It's been snowing. Like, I have a job. And, I mean. You haven't gotten around to it yet? Yeah, I'm just, I'm. I'm well, yeah. It's festive. It's festive. But, you know, there's, a, there's an energy shortage. You know, you're just burning those kilowatts. Uh, I'm thinking I, of you, man. I'm thinking of you. Sure. I mean, I don't. <laughs> and next thing you know, you're going to tell me the earth is round. But I mean, any day you want to come by and take them down, go ahead. But, <laughs> no, but I'm not taking my tip. OK, down. well, then. All right. Thank you. Have a good night. Have, have a good night. Have a good night. He said, what's the deal? That to me is when I'd have been like, oh, <laughs> we're going to do this. He walks away. The earth is round. Yeah, that, that I didn't yeah, quite I didn't get, understand but, that. <laughs> but uh, it's now a month and a week later. It's February 24th. Are the lights still up? It's still Christmas time in the neighborhood, <laughs> wow. guys. It feels so good to be celebrating Christmas in the middle of February. I mean, it's almost the end of February, I guess, because it's a short month. But, man, it is shining bright. Santa Claus is ready to land on our roof. Have you seen the guy? I haven't seen him. I saw him that one time, and he crossed the street and walked on the other side of the street. Didn't walk in front of the house. Haven't seen him since. Has anyone said anything else to you? Uh, no. At all? Nothing? No. Nope, nothing. And, and at night, they come on. They come on at 5 p.m. Every oh day. The, the timer is just set, and it just comes on. I don't even, I just set it whenever Christmas time was around, So I because I'd forget. And so the timer is the greatest thing ever. So these are your spite lights. These are... Spite like what is yeah, you're in doing spite. this in spite. You're, do- oh, yeah, you're yeah. doing it to spite him. Yeah, absolutely. I'm doing it to send him a message. Like, I will not be intimidated by you, and I'm gonna leave them up and send you a message that this house will not be told when to take their lights down. So we but- are if they 24, 28 the last day of the month. What's the goal here? I mean, we want to get to March. March 1st, is it like we're taking them down? I mean, March 1st is probably my like, okay, I won this battle, like I sent a message. But, you know, maybe March 1st comes and it's bad weather, and then we end up on March 2nd. Maybe then, April 1st. Oh. Because Eddie left Santa out till March. But then, at this point, <laughs> just leave him up till next Christmas. I mean, we Good. are built, we are burning, what do you say, kilowatts? kilowatts? Well, there's an energy shortage. He's looking out for you, buddy. Yeah. Do you think the neighbor sees it and kind of like, gets frustrated every time, or does or, he care? Or do you think he avoids my house now? He avoids you. Well, he oddly was kind of passive-aggressive. Yes. Well, he almost went to aggressive. Well, Lunchbox was. The next thing you're going to tell me, the earth is round. Yes, but that's his reaction. I I don't think I would react to this as oddly, as nicely as Lunchbox did. I was like, you got a problem with my lights? I would have immediately been triggered and went at him. Mm. Not with my fists, because I'd probably get beat up. It sounds like 90. I've still been beaten up. No, with your biggest weapon. Yes, my tongue. Yeah. (laughs) What a same thing. Yeah. Um, Okay. March 1st, we're leaving the lights up. You don't have an HOA, so they can't find you. Right. No fines are available because there is no HOA. But, I mean, if you had an HOA, they'd be fining me every day. Well, let me just say I admire it. Your spite lights, pretty cool. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Ho, ho, ho. Do you not like it? I just think it's time. Message sent, like, take your lights down. I think but it's quite sent enough. Maybe you're supposed more? to back down from a bully. <laughs> you didn't. You you showed him. You kept them up. Yeah, you. So that's why I'm like, okay, either take <laughs> them down now or just keep them up till next year. Why not? I like March 1st. And April 1st, a little even better. better. Yeah, yeah. better, yeah. <laughs> it's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. 
Man, there was so much engagement on this one, y'all. I mean, people had lots to say about Seinfeld. I finished watching the first two seasons. You know, spoiler alert, I did not like it. Crazy. I will not be watching any more Crazy. seasons. <laughs> the, the the show didn't believe it. Well, I shouldn't say the show. Lunchbox and Eddie did not believe. We love it. Yes. We love it. And it's, it's funny to me that Lunchbox, because we... We're both funny guys, but different kind of humor. Yes, for Lunchbox sure. Lunchbox is definitely the loud, kind of like crazy humor. Lunchbox is George, and you are Jerry. Yeah. Seinfeld. Yeah. Like, is that his, the, his name? Yeah, I just Jerry, always call him Jerry, Seinfeld. Jerry. Yeah. But see, my question that I don't think you ever answered in the show was, you know, did, so Kramer was already a big part. Yes. When you stopped watching. Mm-hmm. Newman? No, not Newman. Newman is the mailman uh, friend of yeah, Kramer. Yeah, no, no, no. And Jerry and Newman hate each other. And see, there's catchphrases that you'll never get because you quit watching. Well, listen, if somebody... No, you're not going to watch it anymore. You're no, done. If, if somebody can give me the main, like, five episodes that have the, like, the Soup Nazi yeah. or whatever ones are the crazy ones that are pop culture the, moments, the, 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 I would watch those. The Marine Biologist? See, but you're going to keep adding on no. to it. This is the problem. No, no, no. These are the iconic <laughs> Seinfeld episodes that everyone knows about. All you have to say is marine biologist, and they're like, oh, yeah. Okay, so I need like I need people to like all agree on five episodes, and I will watch those five, but that will be it. You have to do Festivus for the rest of us. Okay. I have heard about that. <laughs> I, I've used that one as a gift, I think, a few times. You have a Festivus yeah. for the rest of us. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I and mean, then the, the soup one, right? Soup That's, Nazi, 100%. Yeah. So there's two of them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I but, mean, I mean, people, listen, when I posted this online, like people, you had 50% like love this show. I know. Diehard fans. And then you had 50% who hated it, did not want to watch it, did not understand the hype. And I do think that's something that comes associated with any sitcom, though, right? That's how people know. feel about Friends and The Office. I, I don't know, because you start thinking these these networks, when this was happening in the 90s, they had to have done research. They had to have been like, guys... You know, twenty percent of the people love it, but you know, eighty <laughs> percent hate it. Yeah. You know, so they've had mm-hmm. to be getting this research back. Well, enough uh, to do what, like twelve se- nine seasons. I 12 mean, seasons? The, it must have been like eighty percent loved it at that at that time. Yeah. I guess. Um, what's crazy for me, I will tell you how I got <laughs> into Seinfeld, and I think it was probably season three. We didn't back. I'm gonna sound old here. I mean, listen, Eddie, it's just there. We just have to accept it. And like, you have to own that. Okay. Back in the day, Morgan, (laughs) you know, before TV, uh, we didn't look at stuff as seasons. There were no seasons. There were no, it was just when you turn on the TV, oh, Seinfeld's on and you watch it. You don't know where you are in the story unless you were that kind of viewer. I wasn't that kind of viewer. I was just like, let me turn on the TV. What's on? Oh yeah. It's seven o'clock on, on whatever day it's Seinfeld night. Cool. And I could have missed the last five episodes, but I'm watching this episode, whatever. But how I got into well, Seinfeld. And, and I, and I want to hear this, but that makes sense why the show is written the way it is that each episode is different. They don't they don't connect. Right. Yes. They might connect very little, but I could jump in and watch at any point in time and know what's happening. That's how most television was back then. Unless there was a part one, part two, that would be con- to be continued. And then you'd have to be like, I have to watch this yeah. next next Thursday or whatever. OK, very interesting. But we were on a road trip and I want to say it was not, it was like evening and I had a Walkman, not a Discman, a Walkman. <laughs> the old school. Uh-huh. And the it, OG of all OGs. And it had a cassette player, but mine also had a radio. Ooh, you okay? were fancy. And I had no idea what Seinfeld was, never heard of Seinfeld. I must have been like, I don't know, 13 years old, maybe. 
Um, and I'm in the back seat scanning through the radio stations and I'm not kidding. I didn't even know if they did this or like if this was a thing, but I ran into people talking and I was like, stop there. And it was Seinfeld, but I didn't know what it was. What? It just sounded like people talking with a little laugh track behind them. Like, this is cool. This is like old school radio. Like I love Lucy, like on freaking old radios where everyone, uh, you know, yeah. hung out around the, the radio and I'm listening. And I remember it was the episode where, and I don't know if I've ever even seen this episode, but I remember it was the episode where they were stuck in a parking garage. They had gone to the mall and they parked all of them, George, Elaine, Jerry, and Kramer. Okay. And they go to the mall and they come back out and they're like, I'm pretty sure we parked on this floor. And they're like, no, I think we were. And they spend the entire episode looking for their car. <laughs> the entire episode looking for their dumb car. And I listen to it with headphones on in the back seat. And I'm like, this is funny. Whatever this is, is funny. And then finally found out it was Seinfeld. Because, like, the commercial was like, you're listening to Seinfeld, like, whatever. Crazy that NBC. that was also on radio. Wow. Okay. But but mm-hmm. I never I never heard it again. I don't know if that was just one thing they did to test out like or what. special or something. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But I remember um, the next week or a couple weeks later just seeing it on TV and being like, this is what I heard. This is cool. So I started watching it. Loved it. And you, did? do you think you've watched pretty much every episode? I, I, I'm pretty sure. Because when I go now, I started with my kids. I uh, My 14-year-old now, I'm like, did you love this show? Does he love it? He thinks it's funny. He doesn't LOL a lot. Yeah, that that was the problem. I didn't ever laugh out loud. <laughs> Never. I maybe it was like, <laughs> yeah. that was like the most that ever got out of but, me. But I'm telling you, it's a thing where you just get to know the characters so well that they just become funny. You're not ever LOLing at a, at a line. You're LOLing because like, oh my gosh, like this is typical George. <laughs> this is so George, you know, and like, and everything kind of just falls together at the end. Yeah. I mean, it's the kind of comedy that you can't really explain, but you watch Curve Your Enthusiasm where Larry David was the executive producer of Seinfeld and now he does Curve Your Enthusiasm, which is still making episodes today. Same kind of humor. It's basically taking something in real life and making funny things out of it. See, now I haven't watched Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh my. Do me a favor. <laughs> just watch one episode and see. It, well, I have, re- listen, I have thought about it because it is Bobby, one of Bobby's favorites, right? Yeah. But I'm getting all these assignments on the show. I know, that I know, I know. I'm not sure I can keep up with It's more. hard, but if you watched one episode, you would you would see because your problem on the show was that you felt a little out. The, the references were outdated. Yes. Larry David is still doing it today. So the references are very <laughs> date. They're very to, to date. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I would love to see what you would think. I would and, love to hear what you think. And maybe once we get past this me trying to go through all the generational like different movies and TV shows, yeah, that might be something that I explore because I have. I've also heard. People of all ages talk about that show and they love it. So yeah. that is on my like it's radar. So funny. Um, and you know what? Super weird opinion, but I thought Kramer was attractive. What? I was like, there's something about him. <laughs> he's just wacky. Yeah, that, he's the I was wacky like, neighbor. He's kind of attractive. And I was like, I I don't know why. I mean, like Jerry was, right? But I'm like, mm. I'm like looking at <laughs> <laughs> no, George Listen, is never attractive. George has a wild personality. That's a little right. bit too often. Any kind of like me. lunchbox though? In, in a way. Like yes. George Honestly kinda... though, but like lunch, lunch, they are in a way, but like George is just, he's like the person that you, you, everybody has this person, right? That maybe they've met in their life, probably not in their life, but they've met them. 
and they hear them talking, they're like, I don't want to listen to that person talk anymore. <laughs> That's George. You know what I mean? Like yes. they come around and every time you see them, you're like, oh, why are they here? I don't want to hear these stories. Yes. Or I don't want to hear what they have to say because it, it bothers He's the always negative. He's yes. always ne- he's always bitching about something. Yes. Excuse literally. my language. He's always <laughs> complaining about something. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I don't. I There's not even a part of me that could be attracted to that. Um, but yeah, for whatever reason, Kramer that, attractive. Like, yeah, that's a, probably a strange opinion, but I you was know, like, oh, didn't back, expect that. Back when in its heyday, uh, heyday, Eddie, you just said heyday. Is that, is that not a thing? Oh my you know, Atlanta. I don't actually. I've never. Well, I guess in its peak. Is that better? <laughs> I don't think I've ever said heyday ever, but but back when Seinfeld was like really really big and a cultural you know big thing, uh, they would make somebody painted Kramer. Okay. And it was a painting of Kramer. It actually might be on the show, maybe. I don't know. But there's a picture, there's a painting of Kramer, a profile, a uh, portrait of Kramer just standing there with his hair. <laughs> and you know, it's the smile he gives, you know? See, that's what I'm and, saying. He's sneaky attractive. <laughs> and and it became big where people were buying these, like, big paintings of Kramer and hanging them in their house <laughs> because it was funny. And it's like you knew that. Like, ah, that's funny. It's a painting of Kramer. Yeah. Hilarious. And I do. You know, I'll, I'll make... Uh, I do think it's just hard in general to watch something that came out because there's something to be said about watching it as it was happening. Just like yes. it was hard for me to watch the first few Star Wars movies, but then I started to love them because I saw them I modernize, that. right? I think it's really hard for people to not enjoy it when it didn't happen at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, and I can't expect that of of somebody that's older than me who didn't experience like a, a crazy TV show, like, Twilight, the Twilight movies, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to expect my parents to love that because it didn't make sense for their culture as far as like pop culture, right? So I think that's the problem with watching these. It's not even so much that it's necessarily bad. It's just really hard to watch when you weren't in that moment to experience the whole life around it. I totally understand that. And I think that sucks for you <laughs> because uh, y- you in this generation like you don't have a lot of shows that you can be like this show defined our generation because well, you have like millions of yes, options. But there was some that defined a lot of your childhood. in certain ways. Yes, like you have Harry Potter, right? You got Twilight for a lot of young mm-hmm. girls. You had um like there was there was Hunger TV Games? shows. Hunger Games was another one. A lot of those trilo- tri- yeah. tri- tri- trilogies, trilogies, trilogies. Trilogies. Um that came out words are hard. Or the top, but we do radio. Uh, <laughs> and I do think there was some, but you are right in that we had a mass quantity of them, so yeah. it was harder to find the ones that were going to do that. And Marvel was that. It was never part of that, mm-hmm. which was unfortunate. It's cool to be a part of it now, but that was happening for sure. Avatar. So we, we got to experience different pop culture things. Yeah. It just looks different. And I think that's what's cool about it. I'm getting to see these things that y'all loved. But it's really hard for me to love mm-hmm. them. I know. Which is unfortunate. I'm excited to try Back to the Future. Yes, because mm-hmm. it's genius. Again, then that's it, what everybody it, says. Uh, it's geniusly written. It's such a good, like, it's like a puzzle. When the writer was doing this, like, it was like a puzzle. And at the end of the movie, everything has to make sense because it all just happens in weird, different ways. Yes. You know, it's about time travel. So you have to kind of wrap it all up. Well, and but, everybody loves that, young and old. So yes. I'm excited to explore that because that that's an interesting, like, side to this yeah. right but i mean yes yeah, so many good ones i do want to know though what you are watching right now a lot of things okay. um break it down man, for me. i am kind of in the stage right now morgan where like 
I'm watching so many things because I haven't found anything that I really, really like. Oh, fair. I watched Tinder Swindler, loved it. But yeah. that was like a movie. That was a one and done. Yeah, like a documentary. Or yeah, something. one yeah. documentary, about an hour and a half, maybe, I don't, maybe, maybe two, I don't know. I finished that in one night. It was on a Friday night. I was like, this is great. <laughs> loved it. And then, you know, the next night I started exploring more. I've gone through, because I watched Tinder Swindler, I went through Inventing Anna. Is that right? Okay, yeah. That's kind of the same concept, I guess. Yes, but Real. like, uh, it's actors, not the people. Correct. Like, different than a, than the documentary side. Correct, but yeah. but same scenario where you got someone who's acting like they're not really them. Yeah. Um, I've probably gone to three episodes, three, yeah, three episodes of that one, and I'm I quit. Okay, listen, I'm gonna tell you the other one that everybody is not taking a look at because of this. This Inventing Anna mm-hmm. came out at the same time In From the Cold came out. In From the Cold? Yes. Okay. I'm in writing from it down. The, and it, it's dark. You cannot watch this with your kids. No. It is dark. And I don't typically like dark things. But this has like sci-fi. It has um, intrigue. It's based like out of Russia to New York City. It's like this Russian spy that was in the U- U.S. Like. Okay wild right okay. and like there are true some, story or no i don't think it's a true story okay. no but it in like it it connects to like um ice skating the in the usa figure skating yes like just crazy things and i don't normally like dark things like even i was watching it my boyfriend's like you do not watch this stuff but i was so hooked onto the show and there's like 10 episodes it was just so different than anything i've seen before okay and wild the way, like, I do think so much of it is legit when it comes to Russia, mm. right? Mm. Like, very possible could happen <laughs> or could it have happened. Maybe it is based on real life thing. I don't know. Yeah. Great one. And it is getting so, it, it has like 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, what's it on? Netflix. Netflix, okay. But they came out at the same time, so, so everybody's watching Inventing Anna, and I'm like, I'm going to watch this one. Yeah, so it's not making that top Ten or whatever. It kept showing up in my spotlight, so I think mm-hmm. they were like promoting it. Okay. And it says trending, but I don't know. I just don't think as many people are talking about it because you know Anna's on social media and all that. Or I'm done with inventing Anna, so I will move to yeah. that. I love it. Just do not. I really do not watch with your kids. I want. I want. It is dark. It's <laughs> no. dark for me. Look, look. They're, they're, I love dark stuff. Yeah. And I've, I've like, I like it less than I did. I loved it more when I was when we didn't have kids because you can just. I don't know. And things with kids, you know, yeah. like dark murder stuff. And when kids are involved, I kind of like don't like it. And it just puts me in a bad mental space. So I don't watch it. But like there are still some murder stuff that I love to watch, but I can't watch with anyone else. So my time to watch it <laughs> is after I get out of work and like that one hour, hour and a half before my kids get home. And sometimes what happens is I'll be like, yes, it's my time. And like, I'm doing laundry. I'm such a housewife. I'm doing, I'm doing la- folding laundry Who and watching you, it. Eddie? I know. And then I hear the car come down the, the driveway and I'm like, oh, oh, oh. I start like look, fumbling for the remote, like trying Turn to change off, it. Turn pig. Yes. <laughs> like, find, something. find sports, sports. I can't. It's four o'clock. There are no sports on. What do I change it to? Because, you know, I don't want them to walk in and be like, Dad, what are you watching? Like, yeah. there's someone murdered in a river. And I'm like, Nothing. <laughs> Uh, just a dark murder yeah. mystery. You need a little, you need the, the spice in I do. your TV adventure. I, I do. And my wife won't watch any of it. Mm-hmm. Like any of it. I mean, I, we were trying to watch the girl in the window and next door window. I don't know. Which is like a parody. I it's think. A, so it's yeah. a, I told her it's a joke and she's like, I can't do it. There's already creepy music. I can't do it. So <laughs> I can't even watch fair, that with fair. her. <laughs> so I yeah. have to do all that on my own. But you told me to watch Boba Fett. Yes. 
Uh, I've started to watch it. Love it. I knew you would. And so since you recommended that and I do love it, I'm going to try this okay. um, in from the cold. Yeah. try Just try the first episode. See okay. if it's your vibe. Okay. It does have a sci-fi element that I think some people are like, oh, this is a little weird. But I think it adds to it, which okay. makes it cool. Um, so I do think you'll like it. And I'm so glad you're watching Boba Fett. Yeah, it's good. Did I mean, you, ever wa- you did watch Mandalorian, though, right? I didn't watch Mandalorian. And I that's you, you needed to watch I know. First. T- I, I know. Uh, and I will. Uh, Boba Fett's cool to me because it it picks right back up from where I left off as a kid. Because mm. Boba Fett died in Return of the Jedi. Yep. And well, he dies. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but and, and, but you're like, hold on, Eddie, you are missing a storyline because you're not watching Mandalorian. No, first. no, no. I, but it starts that way. It starts where you're like, this yes. is where you last saw him. But me, you got to understand, I watched Return of the Jedi when I was 15, maybe. Yeah. So Matt, I'm 42, and that whole time, Boba Fett's been dead to me. You understand? So when, yeah. I had no idea when this came out. I'm like, oh, they're going to do the backstory of Boba Fett. No, this is the current story of Boba Fett. That's legit. <laughs> so I, I love mm-hmm. I love that I'm learning more about him and all that. I'm not going to spoil just, anything. I'm telling you, before you get too in it, okay. how many episodes have you watched? No, just the first. Okay. You have to watch Mandalorian first. Wait, what do you mean? Before Boba Fett? Yes. Why I does, told it, does, you it, does it does it make sense? They cross over. Oh. So like, yes, that first episode watching it was probably fine because it did pick up in in whatever, but they are going to intersect. And the Jawas, I I love the Jawas and I love the Sand People. Like Mm -hmm. those people were so like, who are they? I want to know more. I'm not kidding. When I was 15 Mm -hmm. years old, I was like, I want to know more about them. I know. And I get to know more about them. It's Mm -hmm. so freaking cool. And they have another one coming, Obi-Wan Kenobi that's coming out. I know. You told me about that. So you need to get caught up on these two. Those are your first assignments. Mandalorian, is that the little Yoda guy? Yeah, that's okay. that's where Baby Yoda is. Baby Yoda, mm-hmm. okay. And but they do intersect. Okay. And they all so, will. Intersect. So I should stop watching Boba Fett and pick up Man. I don't want to though. No, I'm telling you, it Mandalorian is just good. Okay. It really is because it's it's almost like did you watch the Rogue um, Rogue One? No. Okay. Oh wait, yeah, I did. That's the where movie. Where it's like movie. the off, um, you know, they all gone, whatever. It's like the one-off movie. There's yes. no connection, yeah, but, kind of. But it's still uh, Ray, right? Ray still in it? I don't think she's in it. No, that's oh, not. No, not it's then. the one that like it's the other girl. The she's from Game of Thrones, I think. Amelia Clark. Okay, I've um, not seen that. Well, then. It's, it's like that. Mandalorian is kind. Uh, Felicity Jones. They just look alike, apparently. Um, but Mandalorian is similar in that, and people loved Rogue One okay. because it just told this whole other storyline that was there. You just never knew about it. Okay. And the Mandalorian is such a ba warrior. Like you're gonna love it. This is so crazy that you are telling me about Star Wars mm-hmm. because you would have never watched I know. Star Wars because it was so old. Crazy, right? I love it. But you will. And you, both of them are going to have you like, okay, I have to watch these. And you can watch both with your whole family. Oh, yeah. My kids have already. That's the problem. My kids have already watched Mandalorian. See? And the, Boba Fett. The fact that all of us youngins mm-hmm. have watched it before you and you are a huge Star Wars I know, fan. I know. Makes me sad. It's just that when when they're watching movies, I'm always assuming they're watching something crappy because they're mm-hmm. kids. Fair. Um, and so I go just do something else. Yeah, no, this. Yeah. Not this. <laughs> not this in every way. I Like Boba Fett finished, Mandalorian both finished, and I was like, I need more immediately. That's so cool. It was awesome. That's so cool. So I will say there's a one little cheesy part of Boba Fett that I was like, oh, this is a little a weird Okay. But besides that, okay. I, I loved it. All right. So keep watching those. Those are your assignment forever until you I'll finish it. I'll stop watching Boba and go to Mandalorian. <laughs> you got any others before <laughs> you? Uh, that's it. There was uh, a movie on Hulu that 
I don't know. I'm just, I'm telling you, I'm in this, like this phase of life where like, there's so much to watch that if I'm, if I give it more than two days and I don't like, and I'm not finishing it, I don't not, not finishing it, but like wanting to watch more, I just quit. Yeah. And I did that with night is a movie called nightmare alley. And I love it. I mean, I, I love um, Bradley Cooper. I love the whole it's it's like take, it takes place in the 40s. I love that whole style. But the storyline was just so slow that I, I just quit after two days. I haven't tried a third day. I'm like, let me try three days. And I fell asleep watching it. I'm like, that's, that's not going to work. Yeah, that's not the vibe. If you can't if you can't stay awake in it, that's definitely not yeah. something you want to And watch. I know I'm old and I get tired at 930. But if so, I'm telling you, I did not get tired when I was watching Tinder Swindler. Yeah. I stayed or up. Boba Fett. I didn't get tired when Boba Fett yeah. was on. I watched I watched mm-hmm. the end of the episode. You just got to be a little more selective, it yeah. sounds like. Yeah. And that's fair. I mean, I think we're, we have so much content to consume. So you have much. to choose and pick and choose the ones that are going to be interesting and I, worth your time. I feel like with so much stuff coming out, like, where are they shooting these? I feel like every time I walk on the street, sh- I should see a camera in a well, that's, movie company. That's what's so cool about acting now. Like, if you want to pursue it, it's in Atlanta, it's in Canada, it's in. California, it's in New York, it's in Austin, and Texas. they're shooting like, all the time. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere. So, like, I like I've seen on casting things. There's Illinois, there's Ohio. Mm-hmm. Like, you could go anywhere and be an actor now at this point because yeah. of how much there there's so many streaming surfaces. So it's pretty cool. Now is the time to be an actor. Um, I write that down. You were talking about your wife, though. Do you guys? She doesn't like watching things with you. No, I was I was saying that she just doesn't she doesn't like those scary movies with Fair. me. So so I just feel like. I don't know. I just feel like whenever I'm watching something that's it's not dirty, but it's just something scary. <laughs> I feel like, you know, when she's walking up the stairs, I change I change it quick. Yeah. Oh, I was like, oh, turn it it's on. It's like you're doing something it. wrong. Yes. But I don't want her to walk in there and like, you know, see someone getting stabbed to death and be like, what are you watching? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and she just, she's not scared like that. She just can't consume that kind of stuff. She's such a sweet human. That definitely mm-hmm. makes sense. She doesn't like that. that Do you guys get in arguments over TV stuff? Um, just on what to watch. Okay. I'm telling you what we, what happens is I'm sure this happens to everyone, but when it's like Friday night and we're like, we're going to watch a movie, we're like, all right, what do you want to watch? I don't know. Something light. Okay. Well, let's just go HBO max because they've got a lot of stuff. And how about that? No. Watch this trailer. Well, that's a cool trailer. No, next. And you next thing you know. You have to be in the mood for movies too. That's what's also hard. But yeah. an, it's like an hour and a half of watching trailers and I'm like, yeah. I now I don't want to watch anything. <laughs> like we, we did, we just spent an hour and a half watching. <laughs> watch trailers, and we just read a bunch of descriptions, and we haven't watched anything, and now I'm tired. <laughs> and so that's kind of our thing. So usually, it's Friday night, and I'm like, start googling now at six thirty p.m. and figure out what we're gonna watch tonight because fair. I'm not watching trailers all night. That's fair though. I, if, I do think that is the struggle. What about you guys? I mean, yeah, that's a thing because he he tends to like dark things and I I can only consume dark so often. Mm-hmm. Like I can do it every once in a while or he likes he he loves action movies and I love rom-coms like I like very happy. <laughs> We're literally you guys, except I get to the point where I'll scroll things and we'll both say no to one or the other. Right. And I'll finally just hand him the thing. I said, just pick a movie and put it on. I don't care if I've seen it. That's the other problem is like he's gone all day for work and I work from home after the show. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching things on TV, even if it just came out or whatever. And he's like, have you seen this? Yes, I've seen it. I, like, And he's like, I don't want to watch something you've already seen. I'm like, I don't care. I've watched just everything. I've watched everything. Yes. So, Do you mind watching movies twice? No. Because okay. I, 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 when I'm working, I always have to have something on. It's like background noise yeah. for me. And 
It, otherwise, it like. But it, you wouldn't rather want want music where it's not something you have to pay attention to. I don't really pay attention. That's particular when I watch Marvel movies because I've seen them all. Okay. And like it just it makes the environment of working a little more fun because I can watch something, maybe take a, a mini break, and then I'm back to work. Wow. I, for whatever reason, it helps me concentrate better. So I just put things on often. Most of the time that I've already seen. It's I won't ever watch something new while I'm working because you won't work. Yeah, then I just <laughs> want to consume that. what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Now I want to I want to leave it on this. Okay, you ready? Okay. okay. Peacock, so they have like a collection for different actors, right? And I I'm taking Tom Hanks out of this Ooh. because I know you would choose him. And I think majority of people would choose him. And there's so many massive actors. If you could only watch one actor's like movie collection for the rest of your life. Who would it be? And yes, I know you would choose Tom Hanks, right? That yes, would have been your ultimate that's choice. That's going to be my choice for sure, but you're taking him out. Who would be your second one? Ooh, this is a I, good It could be any of them. Because like, I would pop, like, there was Samuel L. Jackson, there was Will Smith, there was Bradley Cooper, there was Jennifer Aniston. Like Man, Bradley Cooper's legit. The, and, and it's all of their movies, what they've been in, even if they weren't the star, it's their movies. Okay, I got one. Julia Roberts. Oh, fair. Because... Uh, she's not always the star in the movie. So there's a, I feel like it's Tom Hanks true. Also, like he's always going to be the main character and that could get old. Like honestly, it could get old seeing Tom Hanks play the same guy over and over. Cause we talked about this. Yeah. Uh, Then you start seeing kind of the holes in the acting. Yeah. You know, then you start seeing him as like, oh man, he's acting like this guy now. But <laughs> Julia Roberts is consistently Julia Roberts in every movie. Very true. She, you, she has this big personality mm-hmm. that just shines. I watched Notting Hill the other day. Have yeah. you seen that one? Uh-huh. Like, a long time ago. I, I, I love that movie. Like, it's mm-hmm. so, like, it's, I love rom-coms. And she does awesome rom-coms. Like, she True. does awesome rom-coms. The Ocean movies are awesome. I just, I think all her movies are really, really good. And she's really extensive. She has a huge, like, catalog of things she's yes. been in. So you'd always be entertained. Julia Roberts, what about you? I go back and forth between two, honestly. And I was thinking about like rom-coms and stuff. I love Reese Witherspoon, but I don't know that she has enough that I could last my whole lifetime mm-hmm, to keep mm-hmm. watching like variety, right? So I go back and forth between Matthew McConaughey and Ryan Reynolds. Wow. Okay. So so let me tell you about Matthew McConaughey. Uh, he, in his book, he talks a lot about the partner's career where he was starting to just become the rom-com guy. And he was. For he was so for years. Long. For years, I didn't realize that mm-hmm. because I knew him from Days Confused. Um, knew him from um, some of the more serious early stuff, like uh, the those like a, he was a lawyer, a Time to Kill or something. Lincoln Lawyer is that what it is? I, that's one, but that's later. Okay, so see, and, and so then he started becoming this real actor. And then started taking these roles with like Fool's Gold and um, and Fool's Gold was still even kind of a rom com, <laughs> right? Like it was for sure. Yeah, like he just became this, this mm-hmm. rom com character, and he said he hated it and he couldn't get out of it. Like no one wanted to cast him as a real actor because they wanted him to cast him as like, no, we're doing a cute rom com. He's so good at it, and you're the dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had he had the sex appeal, right? Yes. He had everything. So, to be that lead. So when Dallas Buyers Club came, he was like, I will take no money for this because I love the script. And if I kick ass at it, I can get an Oscar. And finally, people will be like, OK, he doesn't need to just be a rom-com guy. Oh, that's so cool. So And, and he it did. did. That and he did. Exactly mm-hmm. that. And look what he became. Yeah. Look, look what happened to his career after all that. He started like becoming a serious actor again. And uh, he's still he's still a a character he's mm-hmm. he, he's like just a character of a person 
Yeah. Like you can't really take him serious because he's just so like. Well, his voice is so like iconic. Yes. That like if he talks, you're just going to associate it with something he's done. Right. Yeah. So yeah. so it's funny that you say McConaughey because you love rom-coms mm-hmm. and he does so many rom-coms. Well, I, I, and I just look at it as variety. Like mm-hmm. if I'm watching something for the rest of my life. Matthew McConaughey has so much variety yeah. that I could love. I do love Ryan Reynolds because he always makes me laugh. So, you know, I'd always be happy. Does he ever do series? Yeah. Ryan no, Reynolds? I really, and maybe he has, but I can't take him seriously, yeah. right? It's really hard. I think he's put himself and I think he loves that role. And I don't know that that will ever change. Mm-hmm. So I do love him, but I think I would still choose McConaughey just because of how there's so many movies that he's in. Oh, yeah. And you're right, the variety, and he's going to keep making. Mm-hmm. He's not stopping anytime nope. soon. I mean, he's not running for governor of Texas, so we know he's staying in acting. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Okay, yeah, that was good. But, you know, right now we, we have more to get into, so we're just going to keep moving. You guys can hear my review of Seinfeld. You heard a little bit more right now, but here's the official review that happened on the show. Number six. Netflix now has Seinfeld. They lost friends. They got Seinfeld. And so we were talking about it, and... Morgan had never seen Seinfeld, but she's 28 years old, so I gave her the job of, hey, watch the first two episodes and let us know if it's still funny. We think it's funny because we watched it. We probably remember how he felt then. Uh, Morgan, you watched it. You didn't watch it back in the day. I didn't. Season one came and went. It was only like six episodes, and you said it was fine. Yeah, I gave it like a 2.5. There were a few more episodes in season two. Yeah, about 12 episodes, yeah. So, But now I feel like you're in. You've watched almost 20 episodes of Seinfeld. Let's hear your review. Well, see, I, I will admit, I got a few chuckles out, okay? It yes. made me it made me get a little laugh. Not like belly laugh, but I got a few chuckles. And I do feel like I'm kind of relating to Elaine in some ways, okay? But I have to say, all of the references are so outdated that I can't connect to it as much as I would like to. And I was just waiting for the last episode to happen so I could stop watching oh, the show. Man. <laughs> it was not, it was... I have no desire to want to watch anymore. Like the deal episode and the jacket were were funny, but I'm like, I could go my whole life without watching any more of this and I will be perfectly fine. Oh no. So Seinfeld's not funny to people under 30. Yeah. If you watched it back then, I think it made sense. But the references now are just so outdated that you can't relate to it. You're like, I can remember that maybe, but you can't relate to it now. Can you do a Seinfeld impression after watching two seasons? No, gosh, no. No, I don't think so. No, what, what would be the impression? What's the, the deal, deal with, with the frog? I don't think he did that yet. Are they oh. all a prince? Well, you got to keep watching then. Well, no. That's, <laughs> no, no, no. No, there. Like, no more, no more. Okay, so what do you what do you rate it? It's still staying at a 2.5 oh, out of 3. What man. season is? No soup for you. Five, right? 2.5. Yeah, 2.5 out of 5. Yeah, yeah it, it did not go up, and I'll, I'll do it 2.5 out of 5 jackets. Okay. Now... Do you mind if I assign you? I think this is a funny bit where Morgan goes and watches things from our. Totally. I mean, I think this is a fun bit. Will you watch Back to the Future one? I will. I'm giving these a try. I'm I'm genuinely trying to give these all a shot. That show love. Like my I kids think so. likes it. I think so too. I love Back to the Future. Yeah. I think you'll like it. You take two weeks. Check back in after you watch Back to the Future. Just the one. Just one. Okay. Because maybe you will we'll have you watch two and three. Who knows? But if you don't like one, I'm not going to make you watch two or three. Okay. <laughs> like if you come back in, you're like, I give it half a DeLorean. I wouldn't make you watch two. <laughs> so you have two weeks to watch Back to the Future. All right. I'm on it. This is the great. This is my new favorite bit. I just tell Morgan to watch stuff that I used to think was cool <laughs> to see if it's still cool. All I right. Let's that, play. I do that with my kids all the time. You do? <laughs> yeah. All right. 
It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second-grade teacher, and written by my husband, Clark, an eternal second-grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It was a big party in the studio this week. Somebody on the show celebrated something so <laughs> epic and somebody else was mad about it. Listen, I know y'all probably know what I'm talking about. And I know that some of y'all are tired of hearing this. So I'm not even going to intro it in that way. I'm just going to say, hey, somebody celebrated something awesome. She got cake. She got balloons. It was awesome. So here it is. Number five. Can we have our party hats on? I have my... Ooh, yeah, it's terrible. It costs like a nickel. And you know what? You get what you pay for. Yeah, that sounds like a nickel. So everyone in the show, has, you can watch on Facebook Live. We have a celebration. We've hung up a big congrats banner. Lunchbox? What is it? What is it? Come on, dude. What is it? 
How you doing? Oh, Man, no. Good. Oh, doing? no. I what just had a thought. What do, what do you think it is? Oh, my gosh. Whatever this is, this he's going to hate it. Why? Because you're congratulating somebody for I something. I congratulate. I know. But whoever it is, apparently he's going to lose his mind. Really? Well, we all have our party hats. We all have our noisemakers. I believe we have a cake. Oh. We have a cake? Cake? Mm-hmm. We have a cake. Okay. This what is in legit. the world um, did I do? Wow. I mean... <laughs> Someone on the show is being celebrated, and they have no idea why. Wow. But And I'll make an analogy here. In music sometimes, when a songwriter writes a number one song, they get a number one party. Well, Abby Lee Anderson is the number 71 on the charts this week. And so we're having a 71 party for Abby Lee Anderson. That's right. This is for you, Abby. Come in here. Come on in here. So, yeah, as we look awful. at the chart, <laughs> the Star Spangled Banner, as recorded by our phone screener, Abby Lee Anderson, is at number, you can get up there, is at number 71. Wow! So, this is your seven, this your, is crazy. your number 71 party. Come on, Abby! There's balloons behind me that say, Congrats! This yes. is so cute. And here comes the cake with the number seven and one on it. Yeah. Look at this! Oh, you did it, Abby! Wow, 71 on the chart. Blow it out, Abby. Don't spit on it, though. Yeah, make a wish. That's what we're doing. What's the cake say on it? Congrats, Abby. Oh, dang. This is so cute. This is exciting. Abby, how do you feel? You made number 71 on the charts. They can never take that away from you. It's like a college education. It is. Wherever you go, whenever you go, they can never take this away from you. I never thought I would say that. I never thought this moment would happen. (laughs) So, thank you. Speech, 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 speech. I'm shocked. Like, I'm shocked. This is crazy. Not a very good speech. Speech, speech. Come on, Abby. Like when you were a child, you always dreamed of this. Yeah. You want to be number seventy-one your whole life, right? That's true. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I grew up singing. Never thought in my life I'm in Wichita, Kansas, a little tiny town. Well, not a really little tiny town, but coming to Nashville, <laughs> dreaming of this, and yes, that was terrible. I can't believe it. I'm shocked. <laughs> you have beat out such songs as oh, no. Taylor Swift "Love Story" at number seventy-two. Wow. Dang. The Taylor's Dang. version. Uh, Cody Jinks Like a Hurricane at 73. Ruthie Collins Hypocrite at 74. You're right behind Clay Walker and Morgan Wallen Wasted on You. Whoa. Okay. Wait, you said above Morgan Wallen? No, you're two behind him for that song. Sounds okay. So we're just going to take a second and acknowledge we're proud of you. Thank you. This is a very good version of the national anthem. Oh, we're playing it again? Well, we might. And (laughs) we can't wait for you to perform with us, the Raging Idiots, on March 12th. And... Plant City, Florida. Wow, y'all have um, someone joining you on stage that is charging on the charts. Chart oh my gosh! And what, what song will you be recording for us next? I'm I'm working on one actually. I am I am working on America. The writing a song. Yeah. Wait, you wrote a song? I know, I'm working on it. You're working actually, on writing one? Yes. Don't do that. Wait. Oh, we're not going to play a written <laughs> song. An Abby Lee Anderson original. Can yeah. it be real short? <laughs> exactly. See, we're not going to play an original. Wait, hold guys. on. What's it about? Oh, I don't know yet. It, it's in the works. I have the I have the um, music. It's in the it's in the works, but you don't even know what it's about. Mm-mm. She has the music. Okay. I'm meeting with um, a songwriter friend. Lunchbox, what would you like to say? You doubted her, and now here she is on the national chart. I mean, 71. her speech was about as good as her national anthem. Oh boy. Well, I will admit Both my train speech wrecks. is not good. Exactly. <laughs> oh. And then I let Bobby just tell her right now. 
then an original's not going to get played. The reason it's funny is because it's a cover and you'll play it. You don't even let <laughs> artists come not, in and play uh, originals, and you're going to let her play an original? It's not going to happen, guys. Like, just tell her, like, up front so she doesn't waste her time. If it's good, I'll play it. Oh, my God. Fine. <laughs> yeah. but, but it's also going to be a good song, and it's got to be sung well, right? It gets to a whole different level of difficulty. Yeah, yeah and there's nothing about Abby's cover of the national anthem that's funny. Yeah. Like, nobody in here thinks that's funny. No, it really wasn't good. Funny. Except for, I guess, him. Can everybody have some cake? Yes, let's go. Take that back there. Lunchbox, you want some? No, I'm good. <laughs> you don't want any cake? No, I'm good. Why? I'm not really a cake eater. I don't like icing. Really? Yeah, I don't like icing. I'd rather so have weird. cheesecake, but I don't like cake cake. <gasps> oh, 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 cake. Oh, Just like oh, that. So make a wish. Oh, that scared the crap out of me. Is that okay, a sign? Abby, congratulations. You, d- you deserve it. Thank you. Number 71 forever. Yay! And... We have a tattoo artist real. we've hired to come in and tattoo 71 on you. Oh, good. I'll get it. On your lower let's back. Let's go. Let's yes. go. <laughs> She'll do it. Let's go. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish Sussman, every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. 
Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Amy shared a super fun story in a way about her friend because it's very movie-like. I mean, not cool at all for this friend of what happened, but like crazy that it happened. And you'll hear that in a little bit. But, you know, Eddie, I want to talk to you about, you know, we just went through this whole pandemic. And something I learned during the pandemic was that I did not have a lot of hobbies. Okay. Like I realized when I could not go out to eat and hang out with my friends, I had nothing that was outside of that. As far as think about your life, you were dating, you were dating, you were, um, uh, going out a lot. Yeah. But as I'm saying, that was my personality, right? Yeah. That's, you know, just, like, that's what you did. And you worked a lot. Yes. So, so we, Monday through Friday, you worked maybe once a week, you'd go on a date, right? <laughs> like, yep. Or something. And then, I'd get and then on Friday on the weekend, weekend, you're going downtown. <laughs> yeah. So that was your life, man. And then they tell you, no, you're mm-hmm. staying home. Yeah. What do you do? So literally I had to go a hard look at my life and I was like, I need hobbies. Okay. I did always have one, but I definitely like significantly picked it up more, which was boxing. That's always working out. It's always been big for me, but boxing definitely became more of a hobby. Couldn't do that during a pandemic Mm-mm. though, right? Not until like a year mm-hmm. after then they kind of started slowly opening up. So that was one, but I needed more. I want to know if you've picked up any hobbies recently, though. Like maybe the pandemic, or maybe just in general. Well, I mean, I've I've been doing diamond art. I've been that. I've I talk, do remember that one. I've talked about that, um, but then I realized diamond art, and and I did get a gift that that had like five or six, you know, paintings, and then a bunch of beads and a little kit where I can organize my beads. And I did, and I set it all up, and it's awesome. And I've done like one more. But I realized that there's, I'm really not going to hang these up. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Like, with them? what am I going to do with all these things? I love doing it and, and it's relaxing. And I may continue to do it just because it is relaxing, but I have nothing to do with them when they're done. Like, they're not like beautiful paintings. It's just kind of beads on a sticky paper, which is really disappointing after you think of all the effort you put into it. Correct. Because mm-hmm. you did it. Yeah. And, and, it, and you, did it, you did it fast, though. Well, yeah, I, I set an accomplishment to finish it during our hobby challenge. Well, that's not fun, though, because you don't no. rush it. Usually you just put on good music, an album that you like, <laughs> and then you kind of just one beat at a time and just kind of look and then you it's, it's relaxing. I'm getting very Bob Marley vibes in this moment. I mean, it, that's, that's exactly what it's it feels like. It's it's a relaxing tool. That's how I, I, yeah. I do it. And I do think it's something you could keep up with. But yeah. You're, you're slowing down that hobby a little bit. Yes. So what I've started to do, and my wife is a painter. She's been painting forever. But since we had kids, she doesn't really paint. But in our garage, there's still canvases, like 50 or 60 canvases in there. There's paints. There's paintbrushes. There are all sorts of things that she's had throughout the years. And, uh, you know, I started thinking, like, there are some of our walls that need cool paintings. And my wife has a friend in Dallas where she is like a realtor and she realized that she could really like spice up some of these houses by just, she's not a painter, she's a realtor and she could really make more money and make them look better if she just bought canvas and just did whatever on a canvas. Yeah. Like if the shade in there is light blue, she does everything in the shade of blue and it's nothing. It's just, it looks like abstract scribble. Yes, but people buy that but for she a lot put, of money. And and, she, and she's been doing it for like five, six years, and she makes a lot of money. Now she's not even a realtor. She just sells those paintings, and she was never, ever an artist. And so I'm thinking, and not just like, not to make money, but to, I want to just like start decorating my house a little more and like do yeah. some more art, like real, real, real art. 
So I started to do that a little bit. Um, so both of you are starting to do that or no, you're doing it? I'm doing it more because my wife just, she wants to. She kind of just doesn't have the time. And yeah. she's a perfectionist of like, once I start it, I'm going to want to finish it. Yeah. And I just, she just didn't have time for it. Me, I can start it, put it away and come back three days, th- three <laughs> weeks later and then kind of do something again. Your art, artistic mind is all all over with time it doesn't have a specific frame correct of time. yes correct so yeah so like real painting that's so kind of what i've been moved doing from diamond art to painting because i can do something with that like i can truly put that on my wall and it can be there forever and so is it like that. abstract or are you painting things have abstract you... okay so so one one that i'm kind of like been working on and it's it's kind of like um it came from the idea of Eddie Van Halen. Do you know who he is? He's a guitarist. Yeah, a rock band, right? Yes. He just died like recently. Was but he, he in the band Van, Van Halen? Van Halen, yeah. Okay. He was the guitarist of Van Halen. Okay. And what he would do is he had this iconic guitar and it was like red with white weird like lines through it. Okay, like abstract lines. Yeah, abstract lines. And and I remember reading about this like when I was in high school. And what he would do is he'd buy these white guitars and put tape mm-hmm. on the white guitar and then paint it red and then remove the paint. Oh, remove the tape, and yeah. then it would have these like you know That's white how lines. A lot of abstract art. Yes. yes. So I was I was like, let me try this. Like, buy a bunch of little stickers, and I'll paint the canvas all like you know blue, and then put a bunch of weird shaped stickers around it, and then re- leave the stickers on there, and then repaint it red, and then remove the stickers, and then do it again with all these different kinds of colors yeah. of layers. So when you take it off, it almost looks like just different shapes of different colors, whatever. And so I'm only on the first step of it where I've just painted the whole canvas blue. <laughs> okay, that's, and now, that's step one. Now I want to start finding the stickers to put on it, like okay. what kind of stickers or whatever. And So um, you are in the process of completing your first ever painting. Yeah, and it's big. Like how big? I'm big. It's like, um, I don't know the dimensions, but I would say maybe four foot, four feet by... Three, maybe? I mean, that's a monster, yeah, Eddie. That ain't no, like, eight by, eight by 12. No, it's huge. And, and, like, it could be cool. Like, it'd be really yeah. cool. And I'm going to walk by it and be like, I made that. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited to see how yeah. this turns out we'll see. for you. We'll see if I finish it. You need to get on the painting side of TikTok, paint talk. Because there's there so talk? many. Oh, my gosh. And they're so cool to watch because people do time lapse of their paintings. Mm-hmm. And you can see different kinds. So you, it may inspire you to, to try another thing with your next canvas. And they, they, some of them teach you how to do certain things, but that's cool. I end up on, somehow I end up on paint talk a lot. Okay. So I think you would love that. This is your new adventure. Yeah. I mean, maybe my feet can get away from slapping grandma while she's sleeping. Like <laughs> first it was dancing girls. Now no, no. we have slapping hey, dancing grandma. Girl, dancing girls has, has, has fizzled out a little bit. That's really that's good. Very for you, good. Eddie. Cause every time I saw him, I'd be like, swipe, swipe, get away, get away, get away. Don't, I don't want this algorithm to think I like watching these videos. So yeah, slapping oh, grandma's still there though. That's slapping. Hey, you know what? Pranks are better. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, the grandmas are involved in it. Now uh-huh. there's a lot of grandmas on TikTok. Okay? A lot of grandmas. So painting, any other yeah. hobbies? Um, that's pretty much it for now. I mean, just parenting. We know you're not working out because you made that comment during the post show recently. I keep telling myself to do it, though. <laughs> like every day, I'm like, you know what? Let me just do some push-ups or whatever. And then I'm like, nah, I'll just, eat, I'll just hang out and eat chips. They do say... <laughs> <laughs> I just watch a show. Listen, they do say the new fitness trend is doing like a 10 minute workout that it makes it easier and not as stressful. It's for a trend, though. They And they call it that because it never sticks. I mean, yes, but also like my workouts are like 45 minutes, right? They're get in, get out. Sometimes they're 30 minutes. Like 
I know my boyfriend, he'll come home from work and he'll do like a 10 minute thing in the garage where he just does a bunch of But is that things. all he does? Sometimes. For the yeah. day? If that's all he can fit in, then yeah. Yeah. So I think you could easily do that. The and I think it's one? still beneficial to your heart and your like mental, physical health, which is what's the point of it all anyway, right? right? Yeah, well, I just want to feel better. Yeah. Like grab a few weights. You could do some squats and push-ups, some that's about yep. it. So um there was um uh what was I gonna say? There's a thing about um Oh, I remember five years ago, I did a, a five minute plank. Yes, it was on the show. And it was, I did? What? Well, you and Lunchbox had a plank off. I don't know that it was five minutes. The, this was this. Yeah, I think I, I think I committed to that because I knew I could do five minutes. Mm. Somebody had sent me something like how to work your way up to a five minute plank. And I'm like, five minutes is ridiculous. Like <laughs> who would ever do a five minute plank? Like 20 seconds, I'll start shaking. And it was amazing. It was a whole month. And it was the first day was like 10 seconds. The second day was like 15 seconds. The third day was 30 seconds. And I did it. And I couldn't believe that at after a month or, you know, four weeks, I did a five minute plank. I start shaking at the five minute mark, you know, like in four and a half. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. But I did it. Five minutes. This is a trend with you, Eddie. I, you don't give yourself enough credit for, I think, how in shape and a way your body is different. Everybody's yeah. bodies are in shape differently. You did this. You also did the plank off challenge on the show. I did the walk. You, you Listen, we're getting there. You ran a mile after eating 12 donuts. <laughs> with you. Mm-hmm. You were right there feeding that, me donuts. I set that up for you. I'm still <laughs> sorry about it. Um, and then you walked from West Virginia to Tennessee. I think your body is capable and does love that physical side. You just haven't had the time and it seems very daunting. I think it's in there. It wants that. Here you go. You just, it's your mind. Here you go. I'm, you know, I'm just here. You go making sense again and like (laughs) making me think because you're right. Like I have been able to do some things where you at first go, there's no way I can do that. That's stupid. But I've just lived more of my life eating whatever I wanted and enjoying life. (laughs) <laughs> like, like you, you know, like my whole life, it was like, do I go work out or do I just go hang out with my friends over at the sports bar? Listen, I think you can still do all of that. I know. Working out doesn't even listen. Everybody thinks you have to do it every day. And if that's your goal, then cool. Everybody has different goals and what that means. But like you working out once a week, getting a 15 minute workout in. Awesome. Yeah. Like we, we made it this thing, and I do this often. I'm guilty of it. I get mad at myself. I can't work out today. It's going to suck, and now I'm mad at myself. But, like, the reality is the whole point of that is just to make you feel better, and if you're feeling worse about yourself because you're not going, then you're doing something wrong, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So you doing it once or twice a week and living your life the rest of it, it doesn't matter. But you're very disciplined, Yes, though. but that's because it's right now in my life. I am in that season of mm. my life that I can do that, and it's important to me in this moment, mm. right? It's not always going to be that way. And it's just right now, like, I, I need something to help me in this phase of life I'm in. You don't necessarily need that. You have your wife. You have your kids. You have different things that are occupying your your time. And you can still live your life. The best part about it is this is just going to help you keep living your life for a longer amount of time. Yes, ma'am. You know? Yes, ma'am. Like, you want to live your life. I this will w- help you live it longer. I want to see my kids graduate. Exactly. I want to see, I want to, you know, see what they Heart do with their life. Heart health is so big, Eddie. I know. So big. I know. Like, and I know it sucks, but like every day too, like talking to my dad, I'm like, you guys have to go work out. I don't care if it's five minutes, like you have to, because I want you here forever. Mm -hmm. I don't, I just hit the mic. I don't want to ever (laughs) experience that, Damn. you know, 
and your kids don't want to and you don't want to. Mm-hmm. So like if it's five minutes of you doing a hundred jumping jacks, that's better than doing nothing, right? You can even eat chips while you do the jumping jacks. It doesn't matter. No, we're not doing that. I'm, no, I'm just saying you can. It's not the end of the world. At least you're moving. Your body's moving no, in I, some I way. No, I, I do walk. Like, I walk the dog every day. But I'm just saying, like, I want to, you know, build some muscle. Like, yeah, I, it, it, it literally small. just comes from watching you, like, turn down a a lunch, a pizza, a lunch at the pizza <laughs> place. Because, no, I have to go work out. I'm like, but Morgan, it's Friday. Like, what are you doing? It's Friday. We're going to go have pizza. All of us come with us. No, I got to go work out. I would never say that, but maybe, Hey, maybe I would, maybe there's going to be a point in my life where I go, no guys, y'all have pizza without me. Well, you, I'm going to go work out. Well, here's the thing. There's, there's two levels to that on that one. I'm trying to not spend a whole lot of money right now. I'm trying to get better about not eating out as much. Mm-hmm. That's a huge thing for okay. me lately. That's, that's So that important. was like part of that. I was like, This is two reasons why I can't do that right now. I wanted the social aspect of it because I love hanging out with y'all. But like I was like, right now, this is what I have to do. It's just prioritizing Mm -hmm. things differently. But then there's probably going to be a Friday where I'm like, heck, I'm coming. You know? We'll keep asking. It just happened to be that day. I was like, I need this today. And every day it's going to be different. Yeah. And that's the best part about it. If you don't make it this whole ordeal like, oh, I have to work out. You just make it like, oh. I'm going to do a hundred jumping jacks today, or I'm going to do 10 pushups. Then it just doesn't become this daunting task. Right. Mm-hmm. I still think you could do that easily. You could even get your kids involved and they would love it. I know somebody did call in the other day and say, Hey, just work out with your kids. That'll mm-hmm. be fun. Get a jumping rope. We do. We just got some. See, we like jump, jump rope. Great exercise. It like so awesome for your cardio health. Rollerblading. It doesn't even have to be like what you think it is. That's why I went to boxing because it takes me out of the element that I'm yeah. working out. Before I know I've burned a thousand calories. I'm like, what? Yeah. You know? All right. There's Morgan in her TED Talk. <laughs> I hope get, you guys feel motivated. I'll get off of my TED Talk. On that note. Everyone's like, we're going to go work out right now. Let's go. <laughs> On that note. You know what hobby I picked up recently? What? Gymnastics. Oh, I saw that. It's happening. Dude, you Weird. got it. It's still there. It's, it's still in me. You know what? And here now I hear the the tone that you wrote on your, was it TikTok? I think so. It was like, it said, it, 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 it was the letters. Oh, the point of view? Yeah, you said when you. Um, when your 28-year-old body can still do what your 16-year-old body used to do or whatever. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's what you said. <laughs> and now I can hear the tone that you wrote that in yeah. from what you were just schooling Listen, me about. Listen, Eddie, let me tell That's you It's pretty something. amazing. So first night I did, you know, I got something back, but I went uh, this past Wednesday, which was my second night. And there's 15 adults in this class, Eddie. Like, we are rocking and Are rolling. you in a big gym with, like, kids and older it's people? after. And... All of the okay. kids are gone. Okay. So they don't have to see us embarrassing <laughs> ourselves or whatever. Um, and I did a round off three times back handspring. And then I did my tuck by myself. And I think the coolest part about this is realizing that I'm capable of so much more than I think I am. Yeah. Like, it's been in there the whole time. And just because 10 years have passed, it doesn't mean it's gone. I just chose to let it be gone or whatever, right? Now, all that to say, every class we do like 15 minutes of structure and then it's like open gym where the coaches can spot us and we can practice whatever. That's what that video was. Yeah, Yeah. which is open gym, me tumbling, because tumbling was what I was good at, right? The rest of it, really hard for me. (laughs) Um, We did bars for 15 minutes last night. 
I could not throw myself up on a bar to save my life. Is that the ones where it's like a bar and then they jump on it, they jump to the different bars and they're doing twists and turns? Yes. And I, when I tried to, did you ever do that though? I did when I was younger. I did full on gymnastics for a couple years, but really got more into cheerleading, which is why the tumbling became such a big part. And I got up on those bars and I was like, I see you guys doing these things. Like the coach is giving examples and I I remember doing them, but my body Uh definitely does not remember this. And like me trying to throw my 40 pound body on a bar compared to my freaking however heavy I am now up onto a bar is a game changer. And I can't do that. So like it's, it comes in waves and I'm just showing the tumbling side because I'm genuinely impressed that I still have that. But there are things I cannot do. I mean, the first time I did the vault last week, I fell on my head. That is the springboard? It's springboard onto that little, it kind of. Oh, the the horse? The, the... It kind of looks like a, a saddle. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. That, the, that looks scary. The first time I did that, I fell on my head when I got back into it. This literally last week. Oh the my... first thing I did. Did you hurt yourself? It hurt a little. I cranked my neck a bit. <laughs> did you like, hear eh. a crack? <laughs> I was like, that didn't feel quite right. <laughs> My feet were supposed to go in a different direction than my hands, and it oh did not Oh, my happen. gosh. So, like, I'm still failing. It's still, I'm still not yeah. great at it. I have my tumbling, which is awesome, but. What's your goal? Is it just a physical exercise, or are you trying to, like, no, do something? I mean, listen, hobbies always turn into a goal, right? I'm trying to just keep this as a hobby and, yeah. like, just something fun. It gives me an hour to do something once a week that I'm like, this is cool. I have some skills, but not a lot. It's just like this this fun balance of something I get to go do and kind of be a kid again. That's exciting. Yeah. That's really cool. Do you do the balance beam at all? Yeah, that's going to be one of them. <gasps> I was on it last night, like during open gym, and I was like, I was on the little one. So they, the best The one that's part, not so high up. Yeah. The best part about <laughs> gymnastics is there's all the baby levels, right? Yes. Before they build you up to the high ones. Yes. And so all of these times I'm doing all the baby levels because I'm like, I don't need, especially after what happened, me falling my head on the vault, I don't need to... Just throw myself yeah. back in again because my body can't rebound like mm-hmm. it used to. So yeah, I was doing the little baby one and I was still falling off. So that I- balance beam <laughs> looks intense. Like oh just, yeah, just because I mean it's so tiny, it's so tiny, and then you're supposed to do like you know what do you call it? Oh. Some, some somersault. What do you call it? Yeah, those? like you're supposed to do cartwheels. You made cartwheels. A, that's it. A flip off of it. Yeah, yeah. All Unbelievable. Well, when we were doing the bars, they're like, okay, you're going to put your feet on one and jump to the other. I started putting my feet on. I was like, I don't remember this being that small. Okay. So that, I mean, it's been a fun, fun adventure, but I mean, it, it's cool. It makes me feel like a kid again, which I think we all need. Yes. Right. And it's shown me that I can still do more than I think I'm yeah. capable of. Are you so, okay. So gymnastics mm-hmm. and you're still boxing. Still boxing. I do puzzles, which is kind of like diamond art to totally. you. It's kind of like a relaxing Just thing. a, ni- a mind-numbing relaxation. Yes, but also like helping your brain yes. in a way. Uh, and then archery. I've picked up archery. What? I need to buy my bow before I continue down that. Yeah. Uh, are you what? Like, where are you, where are you going somewhere for this? <laughs> like, like, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand. Like, I, I yes. don't in my mind. I pictured like axe throwing. Oh, but I do love axe throwing. That's okay. a good time too. <laughs> so, so are you going to an archery place where you can yeah. like actually? They have an archery range in town. Okay, and now you're going to buy your bow and Yeah, I need to arrows. buy my bow. As soon as it gets nicer outside, that's my plan, because I'm just going to do archery in my backyard. Will you ever, like, go... No, no, dumb question. Like, go compete in it or something? No, I was going to say go kill, like, a turkey or something. No. Okay. 
<laughs> Listen, even but, when my dad used to take me to go like shoot guns on yeah, our property, I yeah, would shoot targets. Yeah, never an, an animal. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I because, like good. No, I know, I know which uh, this is dumb, and that's why I was going to stop myself. I know, I was going to stop myself, but then I just said it anyway. But um, yeah. I, I did hear that there is a curling. There is. It's right by my house. What? Like that's. I I heard this and I was like, I love curling. You should so go. Have you been before? No, I've never been. Uh, I've oh just, my gosh. I just watched it. On you TV. should totally go with your kids or go with the dudes. Go uh, have a night out. Yeah. So have you been? Yes. Okay. So, I haven't curled. I've been there, but oh, I've not you haven't curled. curled. Okay. I was gonna ask. Like, I watched them. Cause like I, live in person. A friend of mine said that they went and they give you like a thirty-minute tutorial of like how the game works because you don't. I mean, we don't know how. It yeah, works. who knows how to curl? I didn't. I grew up in South Texas, man. I didn't curl. <laughs> it froze like once every ten years there. Um, and, and so he says, yeah, they take you like a thirty-minute tutorial, and then they kind of give you these things to put on your shoes. You can wear normal shoes, but I guess the things make you slide on the ice or whatever, <laughs> and then you play. You play for as long as you want. Yep, it's cool. That it's sounds a really like a lot cool of place. Fun. It is kind of out of the way if you're like a tourist. You're not like you can't just like walk to Broadway after that. Sure, but it's. Awesome I don't think a tourist is going to come to Nashville to curl. Well, I mean, it's the only curling place in town. Yeah. I don't know that a lot of places also have curling to experience either. Right. But I do. I think you would love it. I mean, watching the Winter Olympics, that was kind of the one sport. Where like, this is just fun to watch. You just need to go and put the put the reservation in. I just put it in there. And you're like, yeah. we're going to go do this. That sounds fun. I think you would love that. We should do a team building thing there where we all go. Oh my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> We'd all be yelling at each other. Lunchbox just argue with us. God, sweet faster, Morgan. God, you suck. That's why we're losing. We attend that. And then we're like, that's how we all break up the show. We're like, this is what, what happened, happened to you guys. Us. We went curling together. <laughs> they do have bowling there too, though. So that's cool. you get to do like all the things. And then it's like a bar so you can drink and have food Fun. or whatever. It's a cool Fun. little, cool little spot. So, yeah, this was fun talking about hobbies like it's inspiring because hobbies are important. They we, are. we get into the routine of our life and we re- rarely, rarely think about what we can do outside of what we have to do. Mm-hmm. So thank you for taking that time and inspiring me that I do need to be more concerned <laughs> about my health. And, Ted talk. And, and, and yeah, because, yeah, my kids are going to want me around for a little bit. Yeah. I want so, you around for a little yeah. bit, Eddie. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, dang. But I was I, ready to go. <laughs> I'm done. That's not true. And I do, I do, um, I was, I was going to say something else. And then I was just, then I was thinking about all the sad things. You made me think about sad things. Well, let's not. Let's just move on then. I know. Okay. Well, we're just going to, we're going to throw these out here real quick because people have been wanting food worlds and I want your reaction. Okay. Food world. Here's, here's yes. a few, few drop, food drop news stories before we get into the, to the, to our last one okay. of the day. All right. So, uh, Campbell's. Campbell? Campbell's, Campbell. Campbell's soup? I knew it. I knew I was going to say it wrong. What's wrong with you? Don't ask me. It's like, it's like sometimes you know. my brain doesn't connect with my mouth. But you, okay, so take it, take all that out of it. You look at it again. Campbell's. Campbell's. Yeah. You've seen it. Listen, You've I just, heard it I'm telling you things that scrambled in my brain. <laughs> um, well, them. I'm Campbell's. just going to say them. Campbell's. They launched a chicken noodle and tomato soup scented candles love oh yeesh, no no For twelve dollars a piece you can have your house smelling like that if you don't want to eat soup no would you buy one no i, I don't want my house to smell like food like <laughs> I, I love what about cookies I, I love now no i love when like we're baking cookies i love when i go in the house and like 
I smell cookies. I don't want to. I want to make sure there's cookies in the oven when that happens. Mm. I don't want to walk not, in and like be like, "Mmm, tomato soup." Wait, what's just a candle? Well, now I'm hungry. Thank you. Fair. That's okay. kind of where I'm at with that. You? I don't think I would buy it. I think it's interesting. <laughs> Maybe like a. It's like a. I don't know. Makes you feel good. Maybe, and that's why they do it. They yeah. do it because it's different. Yeah. Um, Doritos. They dropped two new dips. They got Doritos dip. Cool Ranch Jalapeno. Yeah. And spicy nacho flavored dip. Come on. That sounds great. But like my question with this is like what chips are you going to dip in that? Because it'd be like a tortilla chip and then you're just back to having a Dorito. Yeah. Right? The Dorito. I think it's because like um, don't you. Oh, who does the bean dip? Fritos. Frito. Frito. See, yeah. I like I like nacho cheese Doritos in the Frito bean dip. Interesting. Okay, good. Good food yeah. combo. So, so if you're a, at the store, grab so that. So if Doritos making this. Let's see. What is it? What are the flavors again? You got uh, Cool Ranch Ranch. Jalapeno and Spicy Nacho. Okay, so Cool Ranch Jalapeno is almost like, you ever been to Chewy's? Yeah, it's like their little ranch ranch dip. The the Jalapeno Ranch. Yeah, but again, you're dipping a tortilla tortilla chip. My mouth is watering. You're excited. I'm totally like, I love it. So you would buy these, obviously. You're dipping a tortilla chip in there, and a Dorito is an unflavored tortilla chip. Yes. No, a Dorito Dorito is a flavored tortilla chip. Yeah, you you knew what I was trying to say. They used to have... (laughs) Hey, back back in the heyday, Morgan. Oh boy! Back in the day, the Morgan. Is, they the used to have dur- uh, unflavored Doritos. It was just corn flavored Doritos. That's literally a tortilla chip. I, I know, I know. That's which a- also blew my mind because I only realized that like a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is a tortilla chip. Who who dominates the market on tortilla chips? Tostitos. Yeah. Right. Classic. Yeah. OG. There are some I other mean, ones. Siete is the good one now. I love it because it's not real flour. But they, they do Casava flour or whatever yes. or alternatives because, man, th- those people are great because they're they're Hispanic. They are Latino like me. Uh, they are from South Texas like me. And we all I don't know if it's just the way we grew up, but we all have um, stomach issues from the way we used to eat growing up. Um, they have a lot of autoimmune issues is Crazy. why is why she started doing that because you can't have real flour and you can't have certain things, but we love our tortillas. We love our chips. We love all that stuff. So she wanted to come up with a way to make these things that we love as Mexicans, as Hispanics and still eat it and not get sick. I'm like, that's us. So that's basically me. all you have in your house then is siete. I have a lot of siete, but mm-hmm. I do ignore. I'm, I'm kind of like, I've been like this my whole life where I'm like, yes, milk makes my stomach hurt, but I love ice cream, so I'm still going to eat it. And yeah. I eat ice cream, and then I'm like, oh, that hurts, but it's okay, it's worth the ice cream. And then <laughs> it, goes, <laughs> and it goes away for an hour, and I'm like, all right, that was worth it. Fair. Yes. So Siete and Tostitos, it sounds like. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I would say those are those are the two solid ones to look for. And also Siete has been dropping like fun flavors in it, too, like cinnamon flavor yeah, or like the churro, I think. Churro, yes. Um, but yeah, so definitely good ones. But you you get the dips. Totally. Okay. I love those dips. Well, they're at Kroger now. Oh, thank you. You can try them. Um, there's a Applejack cereal filled bunny for Easter. Uh. Would you eat a chocolate bunny? Imagine uh-huh. this for me. And it's white chocolate mm-hmm. filled with Apple Jacks. Mm-hmm. You would eat that? Yes. I feel like that's disgusting. I feel like the white chocolate kind of would be milky, like the milk of the cereal. I think that is what they're going for because right? they have done this a few times with other cereals. But I, I just don't. Cereal's already sweet. <laughs> yeah, they you are sweet. You know what I mean? Cereals are sweet. Cere- like, they're already sweet, so then you're yeah. adding, like, another sweet, then it feels really oh, sweet. Oh, I understand. So the, the Apple Jacks are already sweet, sugary, and then mm-hmm. you're adding, not milk, you're adding milk chocolate, chocolate mm-hmm. which is really sweet. 
Yeah, it could be a sugar overload on that one. Yeah. So but I feel like it's yours, but you'd try it. I would try it. Would you? No. No. I really don't think. I also didn't like Apple Jacks. My favorite cereals are like Fruity Pebbles and Lucky Charms and... Do you like Fruit Loops? I do like Fruit Loops. Same as Apple Jacks. Not as much though. Not okay, as much so as I love. Okay, so lower on the tier. Yeah. Okay. I think they're kind of meh. Yeah. If that makes... There's better ones. Sure. What's your favorite cereal? Uh, Probably Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Mm, solid one. Constantly lives in my house. I mean, it's there 24-7. Mm. That's a good one. They also make so many products that are Cinnamon Toast Crunch now. I, I don't know, know if you've they seen do. That. Yes, everywhere. of course. Cinnamon Toast Crunch was like, we're just going to take over every product in basically the sweet aisle is what yeah. they did. I don't know if this is on your list, but have you seen the Frosties cereal? Yes. Have you that tried was a while it? back, but oh, no. Was it? Okay. Mm-hmm. I just I saw it at the store the other day and I was like, oh. Well, the problem is it comes out and then like months later it actually goes in stores. Oh, uh, okay. The press okay. release and then, okay. yeah, the different things. But you didn't try it. Uh, I didn't know. Do I, you like Frosties from I Wendy's? I do. I do. It's not my go-to dessert, fast food dessert, but. It's a go-to if I'm dipping fries in something. <laughs> you do, people love that. <laughs> do I'm you actually, not like I've that? never done it. Never done it. <gasps> Eddie, that's, we have to do that. That's my homework? Yep. No, if we if we go out to eat sometime, okay. What you want? Because you're gonna go work out. Listen, I said sometimes I will. <laughs> if we go out to eat, even though Wendy's are kind of hard to find now, there's 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 one in my area. You have to eat that. Okay. Um, All right. it's, it's, do you like sweet and savory together? I don't know. Like sweet and salty? Mm, I don't know. Maybe you've never had like chocolate on a pretzel. No, I, I chocolate covered pretzel. I guess I've had that. Yeah. Do yeah. you like that? Okay, I do like that. It's sure. sweet and salty. That's exactly okay. what it is. Okay. It's a little different though. There's if you're a textured person, that's why some people don't yes. like it. But because does the fry get soggy? A little, but if you eat it right away, it's not yeah. like you're dipping like leave all it, the fries on it. You're dipping minutes. it one at a time. <laughs> Got like, it. Okay. That's the pro way <laughs> okay. to do it. Okay? okay. Um. But yeah, those bunnies are at Walmart for one dollar. Wow. You add them let's to go. Easter basket for someone. Um. And then number four, last one. Fazoli's added a red velvet cheesecake from Cheesecake Factory to their menu. So if you go to a Fazoli's, you can have cheesecake. Factory. Man, I don't really like cheesecake. Do you None? like cheesecake? Not really. It's not my go-to, but I have been introduced to homemade cheesecake here in Nashville because of so many Italian spots. Uh, I- Italian? You try to just you try to squeeze that one by. Like, you I just try to like, oh, it's every not time this. I say it though, I smile because I know it's coming. I- Italian. Um. So homemade cheesecake, yes, uh-huh. but I'm not going to choose it if it's in like a freezer section. Somewhere. Now, what makes it cheese? Is it uh, Philadelphia cream cheese? It's like cream cheese and I think that's about it. It's so weird. And like it's, sugar. It's so weird that cream cheese is like a cake. It's so good. You know what but I mean? you don't like it? No, I, I just don't. I mean. It's not your choice. Honestly, I've probably eaten it and been like, it's fine, but I know I don't like ever crave cheesecake. Mm. Regular cake, chocolate cake. Do you like Fazoli's? I don't know what that is. You never have Fazoli's? Maybe. What is it? What <gasps> it's is like Fazoli's? a cheap Italian. It's like fast food. <laughs> cheap it- oh, it's yes. Fast it's got food a tomato Italian. on it. It's got a tomato on it. Yeah. On a sign. The giant tomato. Yeah, the big tomato. Yes, I've been there. Yeah, I, I've, I've been there. Bobby took me there because he was like, you have to try Fazoli's. Cause I was, I, it used to be the fast food spot. I feel like we had this conversation of just like, no, never had it. And he was like, you got to have it. So. And so you did have it. Yeah. And I don't, not I, memorable. Not memorable. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. Listen, I went one time when they had something new on their menu. I was doing like Food World videos last year, year before. And I was like, God, this is not as good as I <laughs> I know. I know because <laughs> you're, you you're younger. You're younger. And it's like, ah, oh, this is the best. Listen, that's you how I know felt. Better. Did you ever have Boston Market? Yes. Oh, my God. I loved Boston Market. As a vegetarian, I would get mac and cheese, corn, and mashed potatoes from them, right? Yeah. A solid meal for a yeah. kid that was 10. <laughs> but you were, you were a vegetarian. I loved it. I tried to eat it in my adult age, and I was like, who let me eat this? 
this is terrible. This act like listen, I haven't had it in forever. I still loved it because it was like nostalgic and I was like, it's not awful, right? But like I remembered this place as like I drove out of my way to go have it because I thought it was that good. It's not. No. Most no. of the time it's not. The only one that's held up over time for me is Taco Bell. Taco Bell, just, that's your ride or die. <laughs> that is my ride or die. You love it. Do you mm-hmm. like those commercials? The ding. Taco Bell. Where the bell, where people like are doing something and then they hear the bell and they stop. Yes. Yeah, because that's me. I would do that. <laughs> that's you when you hear the bell. Ding. Listen, I drive by a Taco Bell. I am hard pressed to not stop. Yeah, it's Like a, I have to be on a mission. I've never been like that ever. To anything? Anywhere? No, Taco Bell. But like at a oh, certain Oh, Whataburger. Place? Yeah. See? Like 100%. Everybody has their thing. I see a Whataburger. I'm like, am have I you hungry? Went, you I, have one and you're not the one. Only one that one time. I did. Let me tell you about it. Yeah, tell uh, me about it. I've only been once. Yes. I went. Oh, man. I was so mad this weekend, too. I'll get to that. But I, um, so it opened in January. And then I was like, I'm not going the week of. That's ridiculous because people were posting lines and lines, like two hour, three hour long lines. I'm like, I'm not doing that. So I waited like a couple of weeks. Told the family, like, we're going to Whataburger. It's Saturday. Let's go. So we went Saturday night and we pull up and the line was ridiculous. Well, yes, it's a Saturday night. It was like, again, two hours long. Cars were not moving. I'm like, this is crazy. So we got in line anyway. And I go, this is, I told my wife, I don't know if I have this in me. Like, I don't know if I have a two hour wait yes. to get this. Listen, beer. Eddie, you have a lot of great qualities. I'm not sure that patience is one of the top. No, ones. I did not have a two hour wait. So I said, <laughs> hey, just drive up to the restaurant and drop me off. And mm. so we drove up, dropped me off. I walk in and the door was wide open and there were about 10 people in there. And I go, can I just stand in this line and order? They're like, yeah. I said, why are they waiting two hours then? What are they doing out there? And they said, I don't know. The people working there were like, we don't know. They just would rather we're wait too, for two we're hours. We're too accustomed to things happening like quickly in a line. We don't have to get out of our cars. It was ridiculous. I went in five minutes later. I walked out with my burgers and I was Amazing. like, well, let's go. And I'll be back next week. Pro tip. That's a pro tip. Pro tip, guys. Get your lazy ass out of that car <laughs> and walk in and order your food. Yes. It made no sense. So you bet that's the only time you've been. So I went and then we, it was wonderful. Loved it. It was great. And then just this weekend, um, this past weekend, my oh, we were having a birthday party up there. and it's, it's at the Hermitage. And there was a birthday party up there and we went and I said, oh my gosh, Whataburger's like literally right there. We got to go. And my wife goes, we can't go. Because I told our son that if he got like this certain grade or whatever, we would take him to Whataburger. And I can't, we can't just go now and not give him oh. a Whataburger. So I said, but, 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 but we're right, we're right here. <laughs> like, I can see it. You're like, what if I just like sneak off for a little minute? And- <laughs> I did say that. I was like, can I just order them? <laughs> just like, no, that would be mean. So we have to wait. And I think, uh, well, I think we'll probably be there pretty soon. But it does again. sound like you passed on your passionate love for Whataburger to your son. They all, all my kids, they love it. They love it. Even the kids we just adopted, they're just like, what a burger. You did it, Eddie. That was yeah. your life accomplishment, and you did hey, it. Hey, hey, they do that, and then they say, cowboys. Look so, at what you've done. I did it. You literally created four mini-me's. Mm-hmm. Like, I, they I say that it. happens, but <laughs> I think you actually did it. It's pretty amazing. Oh, that's I awesome. It. I love that for y'all, and I love that water. Uh, listen, food, I have said it before. I'll say it a million times. Food bonds people differently than yeah. Anything else in this world, it's really hard to disagree about food because if you love something, somebody else loves it. 
And we can all agree that something's great. Yes. Right? And when you agree that something's great, you guys are best friends. Mm -hmm. Just like you are my lifelong yep. friend. And just like I love Taco Bell and you love Whataburger, <laughs> we love that for each other. Yes, we There's do. There's no hate because we love yes, other places. We do. It's great. That's awesome. Well, you know what? Bond, you know, if you need something to bond with people over this weekend, y'all, bond with them over food. And <laughs> before you do that, though, um, here is Amy's story about her friend in the valet. PSA crazy situation don't let this happen to you number four all right this happened to amy's quote-unquote friend <laughs> my theory is she's her friend but okay what happened to your friend well you know it didn't happen to me because well i have my car okay so my friend went to eat and as she's approaching the restaurant she gets flagged down by the valet kind of early on i guess in her mind, she's like, oh, I guess she's trying to get ahead of things here. Has on a jacket, gives her a ticket, and says, validate this inside the restaurant and your parking's free. So she hands over her car and her keys and she goes into the restaurant. She tells the hostess she needs to validate the ticket. And the hostess says, we don't have valet. Oh. Oh. She goes back out and he's gone. What? <laughs> her car got stolen. She filed a police report and everything. Like, I, I isn't that isn't that wild? It's crazy. That is crazy. That someone would wear a coat, be out, no mask on their face, meaning not a robbing mask. You're gonna steal a car right in, in right in the middle of everything in front of a restaurant. Amy, I mean, was it, it a really nice car? Did she like, talk to the person? No, it's just a normal car. Stole it, like normal. And did they find it? Do they have it back? Not that I know of yet. How, Maybe they're going to get it back. How brave of that person, yeah. too. Well, you know, if this is either they, this is their first time trying and they got super lucky or it's worked before and they're like, okay, and it's their thing. They wear a coat and they steal cars. But then because, what do you do with the car? And I literally don't know. What do you do with the car? Sell it, strip it. Yeah. I mean, that's take usually it, what they it do. It ends up in Mexico. Stripped. But who do you sell it to? Like, I need to know this stuff. Black market, man. But they how? Everyone says that. I but bet where? People how? Know. Yeah. People know they could call in and tell us either because they've done it or it's happened to them or imagine? they work in law enforcement. I still do it. <laughs> you trade it for drugs? Yeah. It happens. Or you use it in a crime? Yep. That you way they don't trace to, it to uh, you? Pull an ATM down you the street? You guys are a little too knowledgeable about this. <laughs> or we've heard stories. Uh, yeah, I can't believe that actually happened. And I, after it happened, I was like researching, and this this is a thing that has happened too, so it's not, I know it seems like it's in a movie, but it's real. And so just what's to be the takeaway here? How, what, take how do we away, make ourselves less prone to being taken advantage of? Well, I felt like, okay, this could for sure happen to me, especially if I'm running late and the valet conveniently comes to me. And I pull is up like, to my house and there's a guy with a belt. <laughs> hey, I'm oh. here. You're, oh, okay. Well, and, here. <laughs> and tells me that if I validate the ticket, it's free. So I don't even consider not giving him because maybe I don't want to pay the 20 bucks or whatever it is. So I would say make sure there's a valet stand or like an umbrella. I don't know. Or just say an umbrella. I yeah, umbrella is umbrella good. Really sells the, the umbrella is basically the blue check mark of Instagram. <laughs> if they have a an valet. umbrella, you know. That I know. I don't know. But just don't hand over your car and leave your keys in so quickly. Like make sure like, oh, you're the valet. Maybe or the stand. Pull yes, over and wait until you see people. I need to see your valet badge, please, sir. <laughs> Please show it to me. Yeah. Or you see people like running. Well, I no, want to see you. Giving... No, that means they're running from the police. I mean. No, I'm going to say I'm I'm, I'm going to wait here till I see you pull around another car <laughs> or something. By that point, I, I could have parked myself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But thank Listen. you for the heads up that we just need to be more aware. Yes. And I cannot believe that happened to your friend. Why you is know we driving a rent a car today? Yeah. <laughs> car, yeah. Why? If that happened to me, I'd be like, this is amazing. Look what happened to me. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two.
Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We love when John Party stops by the studio. He comes in, he's got lots of stories to share with his big old cowboy hat and just very John Party-esque. Like, I'm telling y'all, this man knows how to tell some stories and he's got some cool things going on in his life right now, so... Uh, This interview was super fun to listen to, especially after we missed him the week before. You'll find out why. Just listen to this or you can go watch it at BobbyBones.com. Number three. John Party's walking in right now. You might know John Party from this massive song right here. Or this massive song right here. Or this massive song right here. She was a He's got a brand new song. Uh, he was coming in last week to kind of promote it, but he got sick. And so here he's coming in now. Here he is, John Party. The Friday Morning Conversation with John Party. We had uh, betting odds on if you'd make it. 
I made it. You did. How I you made feel? it. You get, last time, last week, you're supposed to be here and you got sick. Um, you good? I don't need to know what happened. I mean, I know what happened. We don't need to share. But are you good? Yeah. No, I lost, lost a couple LBs. <laughs> um, you know, food poisoning is real. Okay. You said it. So let's talk about it for a second. What did you eat? I mean, I don't want to throw the restaurant. No, no, you don't have to. But bus. what what food product was it? Seafood? No, it was chicken. Oh, that hurt. Mm, that's tough. And sometimes, you know, it Ugh. it could be like just a little bit rare, and it just gets in there. It was bad. It was bad. I'm not gonna lie. Do you feel like because you're a cowboy, and you wear the cowboy hat out at dinner, when you order a steak, you must order it real manly because you're a big guy. Get you know, rough exterior, John party. You get to do manly orders. No. No. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it. All right. We'll see you next I, week, guys. I, I do. I mean, I like medium rare plus is good or medium rare, but the guys are like, I need it rare. I'm mm-hmm. like, mm. Wait, what's medium rare plus? <laughs> it's whatever it is. It's frou-frou. I've never even heard that. It's like just a little bit over medium rare. Okay. Would you send Where, your food back if it's not perfect? I send it back if it's cold. Because no matter what, you don't go to a restaurant to have cold food. We can have cold food at the house. I do that all the time. You know, like the sandwich meat, just get in there. No no sandwiches, eat the ham. You don't go to the restaurant to eat sandwich meat is what you're saying? Basically. Mm-hmm. I, we went to dinner, Caitlin and I went to dinner a couple weeks ago, and they brought out a steak, went to a new place in town, and it was just like medium warm. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't hot like it should have been, but it wasn't cold. But how much was it? <laughs> More than it should have been. Exactly. That's why it needs to be warm. That's why I send it back. That's my only gripe. I'll eat a, I'll eat a steak that because by the time you get your food to Nashville, you're usually pretty hungry. And but if it comes out cold, you're like, come on, man, you got one job. That's that you know. That's like that that, slant, that slogan. You had one job. Well, we just had to warm the food. And I get it. Nashville's crazy packed. You know, all the restaurants are booming, and you know they're they're short staffed. So there's a lot of there's a lot of Ins and out, but you know what? There's always a microwave in the restaurant. Some there's and, always, and we don't have to know it's even microwave. We can think it's been put on yeah, like a fancy oven. Put it in there for a minute for me. Yeah, that was a situation where I did not send it back because it was kind of warm. But I was like, I sure would have loved this to be a little hotter. Uh, John Party's here, by the way. The new song we world premiered. It's called Last Night Lonely. It was an iHeart Country world premiere, and we were going to come in and do a big celebration. We had balloons for you. You're just our uh, guy. We, yeah, with the whole thing, we had a uh, uh, balloon animals. Blue animals. Puppies is the whole thing. Pepto-Bismo. Well, that we didn't have. <laughs> <laughs> so t- tell me about this song. Like, uh, where'd you find it? What happened? Uh, well, Bart Butler, my co-producer, sent me his track, and I liked it right from the get-go. I loved the feel, what it talked about, loved the lyrics. Um, he kind of was like, it's kind of like a similar to Night Shift, but it's different. You know, we kind of just looking for, for songs that, you know, are awesome, and we just found this one we had it i think we recorded this last year in like april so it's been we've had it for a minute and we have we still have songs on hold that i've written other songwriters written that we're getting ready to finally get the album done so uh, it's finally it's fun to see it come out and you know come come to life so i'm really proud of it and uh, a lot of young writers on on this and it's fun they sent me a little video they're like, we love you, John Party. And it was just, it was fun because I was like, thanks for a song, guys. You know, but it just, it goes full circle. You mentioned you were looking for a song that was awesome. Do you ever look for songs that aren't awesome? You're like, guys, we need kind of a mediocre to slightly less than mediocre. Try not to get there. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, that, that's, weird... that's, you know, that's when I write songs, I could just be like, 
I can have a mediocre song while you just write it. <laughs> if you wanted a mediocre one, you just write it yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Uh, John Party's here. Hey, so you used to work at a Ford dealership? Yeah. What did you do there? I washed cars. I'd shuttle people from to and from, and also I would listen to what the mechanic wanted me to listen to. Like, drive. okay, drive 10 minutes down the road, the highway and back, see if this thing does this or if this breaks down or a check engine light comes on because it was kind of like through the final, uh, you know, he fixed everything and he don't have time to drive down the road. And so it was a fun job to have in high school. Did you learn a lot about cars doing that job? No, because they're like, <laughs> there were new cars. I mean, you know how new cars at the time, I mean, we work on like CJ7s, but at the time it was, that was in the 2000s. So there, once the computers get in there, it's really hard. Like you got to go to school to learn about that. But, you know, you learn how to change a tire, you know, put air, what air, like stuff that, you know, I already knew, but like some people didn't and checking oil. And I know a lot about car parts now. Yeah, can you fix, uh, you have, you have a, a lot of machines that you, random machines in and out of your property. Mm -hmm. you're, you've been clearing land since before I met you. I mean, is this land ever going to be cleared? Uh, well, I'll get busier and busier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, yeah. So you've been clearing land. Uh, do you know if one of your machines, tractors, whatever goes out, can you fix it? Mm, they're pretty complicated too because they're brand new. The thing I've been learning is like on a skid steer, you know, they got the rubber tracks and sometimes, you know, we, you learn how to tighten them. And ha and if they do pop off, it's like a puzzle to get it back on and it, it is a pain. But It feels I, like a fitted sheet, trying to get a fitted sheet back on a bed in a way. It accepts it weighs like a thousand pounds. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> An extremely fitted sheet. Yes. But uh, for the most part, a lot of, you know, you can ask any, any guys in construction stuff, unless you run older equipment, you're going to have to call a mechanic just because there's a lot of, like my, my, my dad was the, the funniest. He's like, I'll fix that belt. And I was like, all right. So I had the mechanic drop the belt off. And then I left to go right. And I was like, this is your project. You know, you, you can, you got this. You can fix anything, right? He called me. I can't fix it, man. <laughs> He's like, well, then we brought the mechanic out, and you had to take the radiator out to get to the fan belt. So that's like, if you know anything about cars, that's kind of, if you're working on a, an old school car, the fan belt's, you know, right there. The radiator's right here. But no, you had to take the radiator out, change the fan belt, put the radiator back in. That's like a full day work. So weird stuff. Do you think he was embarrassed that he couldn't fix it? He was kind of bummed, but he's like, but then he gets like, damn new, <laughs> damn new tractors you can't work on. Uh, John Party's here, uh, at John Party, J-O-N-P-A-R-D-I. You, and Lunchboxes too, you guys are both taking acting classes. Are you still in the middle of taking them, or do you just take them for fun? I took them for fun. I mean, I, I need to get back with Bridget, um, but uh, I haven't really been doing anything but writing and focusing on... Uh, the new record. Well, can we talk about the acting classes for a second? Because yeah. super lunch, weird stuff. He's also been taking acting classes, mm -hmm. and so I like to compare the two. Who is Bridget? Bridget Berger, I think. Yes, she's your teacher. Yeah. Does she do one on one? Coach. Yeah. She would come to your house. I go to her house, and she'll come to my house. Okay. And here's what Lunchbox is doing. He pays how much a month? Three hundred. Three hundred bucks a month mm -hmm. to get on Skype with like, how many people? There's like. 12 to 15, depending. And then you read what? Uh, we read like sitcoms or movies. We read scripts. So for 300 bucks a month, he doesn't see anyone in person. He does it on Skype, and he reads scripts from The Office or CSI Miami. 
It, do you feel like what he's doing, did yours cost 300 bucks a month? No, it's way more than that. Oh, it is way more. Yeah, but it's worth it. Okay. Okay. See, we're getting <laughs> See, somewhere. There you go. You guys said I was getting ripped off. <laughs> Would you pay 300 bucks a month to get on Skype and read scripts from... No. Okay, hold on, hold on. But he, he's, he, he's painting this in a bad picture. COVID hit, so you can't meet in person. But you can now, and you're still doing right. it. They, they voted as a class, and we're well, not comfortable. Well, it's easier. They voted as a class, and they said they didn't want to meet. They weren't comfortable, so we still do it on Skype, Zoom, whatever you want to call it. But when it gets to the clear stage, we'll meet in person. I don't understand. I'm The trying clear to- stage? We're all running around no problem now. Do you have to be a part you, of that class that Do votes? you ever have to act out your lines? Yes. And like do the whole like in big or like this is just really s- small Yeah, you words. have to exaggerate. My, no, but yeah. he, he's asking if you do exercises or do you just get on and read the script? Oh, we can do if, if you want to set that up, you can. It costs <laughs> extra money, like she said. <laughs> but she gives you feedback like whenever you do a scene or whatever, she'll write up a recap like, oh, you need to work on this, work on that, so you can sit in your mirror and practice or video yourself, send clips. So there's all sorts of avenues to do that. Don't sound too bad. See, thank you. So and this is coming from another actor. Okay, well, was your desire when you did have time for the acting, co- the coaching, was that for your music videos or did you want to pers- pursue acting? or? It was. It was honestly just something that I haven't done yet and it was always like, you should at least try it, you know, and see what it's like. Cause you do have to get out of your shell. Like it's, it's a different avenue and it's just, it was fun. And, and um, you kind of, you could learn to read a little better. The thing with me is when I do auditions, I get nervous and I'll, you know, I, I can sing 90 minutes worth of songs, but man, if I got one little line and I, I mess, I'll get nervous and I'll forget it or I'll mess it up. And but, You've auditioned for things? Yeah. <gasps> like on Yellowstone? Like no, what it, no, no, no. You don't have to say what, oh, what you auditioned whoa. for unless you would like to. But what kind of things are you auditioning for? Uh, well, I, there's a, I don't know if I can even say it, but there's a new series coming out, and they they asked me if I want to send an audition tape. And I was like, sure. It, it, it kind of, I was like, I could do this, and didn't get the part. And that's, look, that's 100%. And then probably about 99% is a no. Yeah. But... If you turn it in, at least you're serious, you know, because a lot of artists or whoever have like this whole other side of their career that they can bring into a series or something. Um, it, that's what you have, but you know, you got to be good. So, you, but I put the audition in. I got a high five from my uh, couple guys that kind of, you know, pushed my name out there. And that was a win for me. I tried it. And I, when you said about, lessons like i definitely need to get back because bridget was like you need to come back more i was like we can't just come when you need got an audition i was like i know i know and we focus a lot on theater and theater is very hard and it's it's out of my shell it's not like watching yellowstone you know like hey kid what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) steve gonna take my land Mm. (laughs) yeah but theater's like you know you have to be really expressive and and it's way you know so to your question, anything to push myself in a place I haven't been, get out of my shell, I'm all about that. And if you get an audition, at least you got a coach to help you, and, you know, you just never know. I mean, Bob, you're one of the most hardest-working guys I know. You do it all. So maybe that's why I was like, man, I'll try some audition stuff. You never know. Lunchbox wants to move to Hollywood and be an actor, but he won't stop just doing it on Zoom with other people. No, I will stop when the time comes, when it, when we... <laughs> 
gets that point, I will go to the classes in person. I don't know why you guys yelling at me. Yell at them. Nobody's yelled. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Not a single yelling. word has been. Re- we're just encouraging. Hey, we want to encourage you. Lunchbox, you're still trying. So that's right. You still, you're still at. Yeah, you do more than I am. But I got to write an album and stuff. Yeah, what's happening with that new music? <laughs> when? What's or do you know when? Or uh, our goal is to have a new album out in September. So we have our deadline. Full album in September? Yeah. Wow, that's pretty quick considering you put out songs first. Yeah, well, we already got stuff recorded. It just is a process. So I like to do, I call them like the A session and the B session. And if we need a C session, we do that. And then we kind of get together, sing all the songs, pick all the songs, put all together, give it to the label. They do all the licensing and stuff that takes forever. And then, boom, then it's like going crazy on... um on, on release days, you know, you get the whole week of doing media and calling everybody, and so it's a, it's a big deal. You have a alcohol now, party batch spirits, ultra <laughs> premium bourbon, bourbon and whiskey. What do you know the difference in bourbon and whiskey? Um, I do not. I'd have to. I know what it tastes like. So you could taste. Yeah, I, yeah. Look, I, I I would just tasted it and I said, "This is really good." And that's all I need to hear. And I'm, I'm going to start drinking just because of this. No, <laughs> no this is I it. Never... I've been waiting for a reason. This is it. What if I said, John, come over to the house. I haven't had a drink before. Me and you, we're going to drink Party Batch Spirits, ultra premium bourbon and whiskey, which you can go to partybatchspirits.com for locations. And I say all that to you. And I say, I want to have my first drink. I've come with like a, a waiver or, or some <laughs> kind of contract. <laughs> this is not my fault. You are over 21. <laughs> and... Uh, I'd probably pour you one glass of the the one twelve because it is really uh, nice. I know, but that's a that's a like bourbon Slipper. or whiskey like for your first drink is like yeah, whoa. no, definitely. I, just, I would, I mean, maybe a glass of wine to start with. But yeah. no, I'd probably, that's I'd not probably the be rule. like, you know what? The rule you gone is, this long, Bobby. Just just keep on the sober train. <laughs> the rule is, I say, John, I would like to have some party batch spirits, ultra premium bourbon and whiskey, which you can get at partybatchspirits.com for lo- <laughs> for locations, and I want to have a whole glass. Yes or no? That's it. Not a whole glass. Then okay. Then wait. It's a no. That's okay. like I mean, it's high octane stuff. Then it's a no. The, um, the bourbon stuff—they're getting into the one thirties and one forties, and it's crazy. Do people instantly recognize you if you just stop and stop at the gas station? No, not not yet. But I'm, I don't always—I I do sneak around without my cowboy hat. I think that's it. No, it's like if I don't wear my dark rim glasses. Mm-hmm. Nobody anywhere says a word. Yeah. As soon as I put these on, it's pretty frequent, right? Yeah. I go out and people, I think it's the same thing with your cowboy hat. We almost have something we can take off of us that allows you, you us. You just kind of get the, mm. you know, the question mark. Is that him? They they pull up your picture on the phone. They're like yeah. judging it next to you. Mm. But know. you do wear the cowboy hat out at fancy dinners. I, I mean, I love wearing a hat. It's 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 a part of me. It's not a, a tool, as I would call it, where it's just. No, this is what I do on country music. And I wear this outside. You know, a lot of times I have my hat on all the time. You just can't see me. You know, it's just like that Chris LaDue song. You can't see him from the road because we're always working or we're, doing, we're fixing fences or dealing with these damn cows. And, like, it, it's a thing. But when I go out, sometimes I got to go tractor supply. Well, I don't want to switch my hat. i just go. Let me tell you, I love tractor supply. Let me tell you why I love tractor I supply. I love tractor supply. Yeah. And then we can talk on this for a second because they have a little bit of everything. Got everything. We got- need a grill. You got a grill? Tractor Supply's got it. You need food for your dog? Tractor Supply's got it. Your cat? Your horse? Seed. Or your cat. I think some people need to go to Tractor Supply to buy tractors. And you got lawnmowers? They got lawnmowers? 
Exactly. That counts as a tractor. Tractor, a tractor. supply has pretty much everything. It's like you're going into a uh, like a like a market, like a farmer's market, but of things that you could normally just use at your house. Yep, and tools and and tractor grease and hydraulic oil. Which I don't ever tool go boxes. There for. I don't know what even that is. I'll be honest. Diesel you. tanks. Nah, five gallon. Nope. Not checking that box. <laughs> I dropped. <laughs> hey, I, I you got a diesel tank? I I dropped it off at your house. I do, and I have no idea what to do with it, but it is there. <laughs> John showed. <laughs> John brings firewood to the house. It's awesome, like a lot, and then just shows up and so I, I don't I don't pay him. Um, I was like, do you have a subscription? I don't know, <laughs> like a monthly what? service. He's just there, and he's like, I got firewood. Hey, you probably still got firewood, right? I st- it's so much. He brought so much firewood. I brought him a whole time. truck bed because I was like, look, <clears throat> you, <clears throat> excuse me, the allergy season. <laughs> <clears throat> it is, man. It's it's rough. Yeah, but I was like, you're gonna okay if I brought you a little cord of wood. You're going to burn it all, and then you're going to want more wood. So I was like, I loaded up the whole eight-foot bed, brought it to you, dropped out, and you still got it. Because your outside fire pit's cool, and you need wood. Thank you. Okay. That's why I brought so much. John Party got a new song. We've put the the timetable that we hope to have a full record out by September. That's the goals. We can go to PartyBatchSpirits.com for locations to find John's premium Party Batch Spirits. Now... Are you making good money off this alcohol yet? How's that happen? Do you have to sell a certain amount before you start getting paid? I have no clue. Yeah, classic. All right. I, uh, we do sell a lot of cases, though. Do you sell them on tour? Can oh, you yeah. sell alcohol on tour? <clears throat> really? We try to. Wow. Every uh, venue, we try to get party batch in, and the fans love it, and they, they like drinking it, or they like just having it on the shelf, you know, and um, teach his own. But we do sell a lot of cases. Um, we just went online, and that day it sold out. Because we only got 19 states. There's a lot of weird liquor laws. So that's why I don't get too into it because yeah, I'm just a just face. You know, the face up and, guy. The party and batch the 112. <laughs> you know, but it is good. Like, I'm not just, I would never, I never wanted to be in the liquor business. I never, just never moved to Nashville. Be like, I'm dreaming of becoming into the whiskey and, and bourbon business. I just got approached with a, a good opportunity, and the guys really care about what they're making. It's made in Tennessee. And I tasted it, and I said, dang, this is good. It's like, I'm definitely going to be a part of this. So it's very new to me, and I've never been a salesman from stage, like, to be like, make sure you drink Party Batch 112 on the way out, you know? Or I used to be like, buy a T-shirt. But it's just different. So I'm still learning. What I like about what you just did is you talked about how much that you're not used to being a salesman, yet you said the name of the product 19 times and said the website. So, like, you, you got yeah, us. You pulled one over on us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, you know. I admire that about you. I, I, I'm learning. One final question. Um, someone told me that you did not like sweets at all. I'm not a huge sweet guy. But you do like some sweets. Yeah, a little bit. What dessert will you eat at a restaurant? Oh, at a restaurant, uh, creme brulee or carrot cake. <laughs> Very specific. You know, not what I was picturing at all. He's like, I won't touch it unless it's creme brulee or carrot cake. I mean, that's pretty good options, though. I'm that, wrong. You're not gonna lie. It's pretty and good. I, I'm just the candy stuff. I'm not really in, into candy. I'm not like M and M's, peanut M and M's, nothing. I mean, I like M and M's. I'm okay. Let's put. I like it. I just don't go after it all the time. It's not like stop at the gas station and grab a. A little pack of candy. Like you choose salty over sweet. Yeah, I, I choose Gatorade most of the time. <laughs> okay. It's gonna give me Gatorade mm-hmm. as um, a dessert. Well, it's still got sugar in it. Just don't have you know a lot I mean, of sugar. And I like weird. I like weird candy, like uh, Good and Plenty. 
Oh. <laughs> People think I'm so crazy yeah, that like, like black layers candy, but it's so good. Why to me. did you have it as a kid? Like your grandmother or someone? Had I it? have no clue why I like it. Oh, yeah, that's, that's like odd, that huh? purple and white box. He's like, I like. Yeah. He's like, I love chicken I, layers. I'll, I'll be like, give me that and a, a couple Gator packs of water. I'm good to go. And I loved lemon heads as a kid. You know, I can do a lemon head occasionally, mm-hmm. and, or I'll stop at the gas station and get. The fireballs, the atomic fireballs, yeah. and like the backs are back of the My, my mom loves fireballs. Yeah. Loves fireball. Okay. John Party, it's our guy. Got a new song out. He's feeling better. <laughs> if I could only tell you. <laughs> well, you tried to tell me after, could you, John called after the show that day. I was like, hey, I'm really sick. And he told me what was happening. And I was like, I'm good, buddy. I don't need to know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think it, you also didn't you want to clarify, like, it wasn't alcohol related. Like you weren't hungover. No, no, no. I wasn't hungover. It was, it was, because uh, you know, like that's kind of a thing. Oh, here comes the country artist. Or here comes John. He's been at Losers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I was like, I had twisty, like somebody was in my stomach, just like, and it's just not fun. You, I'd be sitting here, and you'd be like talking to me, and it'd be like, <laughs> and I'm glad we didn't. Yeah, yeah. glad we didn't. Because the breathing wouldn't have been an issue. Good luck on the music. <laughs> Good luck on the auditions. Hey. Uh, I know. Yeah, I can't wait to see was, you. I, here's my In a pick. show. I think it was probably, if I'm guessing, it was probably that show on Fox. The one about the country family. Oh, yeah, with uh, Susan Sarandon. Yeah, it looks, exactly. like, looks like a little corny, but it looks like maybe it could also be really good, like that fine line. I think it could have been that show. No. Or the new, it's not 1883, but like 1913, the new uh Sure. Yeah, I'll tell you what it is. It's with uh, Jessica Chastain and um, his name's Michael, but it's the new George Jones and Tammy Wynette series. Oh, oh yeah. Cool. And, uh, Who were you trying to be? I was, damn, see, I can't remember. He's uh, George's producer. And, like, that was like, those are, I mean, Forget it. what the guy's name, Michael. He's uh, I've heard, so we've heard of the I, we know the show, and it's gonna well, come I mean, out, it's so Jessica not, Chastain. I mean, yeah. that's it's not like those are, and they're singing all their parts, like they're doing, they're really, they're going like Joaquin Phoenix walked the line. So I was like, I, hey, at least give it a shot, right? What, what's there to lose? You just gonna say no. I mean, I've been told no a bunch of times, but I just thought it was, they asked me to get in an audition, and why not? Imagine. So, wasn't for any of those shows you said. So he killed my whole bit, and <laughs> we'll wrap it there. Uh, good to see you, John. Glad you're better. Very good to Congratulations see you. Congratulations on the new song. It really is great. Oh, thank you. Thank right. you. There he is. John Party, everybody. Ready to go. Always a fun time. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lunchbox claimed he could go to a grocery store and find a singer better than our own phone screener, Abby, in 15 minutes. He did find a singer who was epic. I am not going to compare the two. Um, You know, I think every singer has their own talents. It's awesome. But funny segment to listen to, which you'll hear in a little bit. Eddie, there was something I read this week about like 12 parenting hacks that people are using that are so brilliant, but also so mean, right? Okay, okay, come on. And we talk about often how our parents told us things when we were younger and we grew up and we find out it wasn't true. Yes. Like my mom always told me if I popped my hand, my my knuckles, uh-huh. I'd get arthritis. Yes. That hasn't happened yet, right? If I sat too close to the TV, I'd go blind. Yes. Just a few to, to name that you're, were not true. You're, your eyes still work great. Yes. And I knock on wood that that doesn't actually, <laughs> neither one of those happen. Um, but have you used any things? On your kids, genius parenting hacks that you're like, mm, I was a little bit of a liar, but it worked. Oh, man, I can't think of any. I mean, we're constantly trying to be creative with parenting because um, I don't know if it's just our kids or if all kids are like this, but our kids are stubborn. Like our kids are the most stubborn kids ever. <laughs> and when we try to teach them to do something or tell them not to do something, they continue to do it. Like 50 or 60 times. And you're like, oh, I don't know what to do anymore. Now I got to get creative. Like simple disciplinary actions are not working. Yeah. I I feel like every time I do come up with something creative, I talk about it on the show. Kind of like the bologna sandwich. Yep. I wasn't going to point it out. I know it's it's a little bit of a sore subject. It's the bologna sandwich for sure. Um, You know, uh, having my son go into the bathroom and look at himself in the mirror and play um, Mm -hmm. man in the mirror. <laughs> That's kind of unique. Um, but I haven't really lied to them about certain things. Um 
I'll like t- maybe a little fib. Maybe you told him a little fib to just get him to go away for a minute. Trying to think. There was um I think I think the hardest thing for me is kind of like along that that those lines. But the hardest thing for me is is I watch a lot of movies with my 14-year-old. And he is a sweet boy. And he's so um inquisitive and he's very literal. He wants things spelled out and he won't leave you alone until he figures out what you're talking about. Loves information. Loves information. And we watched these movies and we were watching Shawshank Redemption because it's one of my favorite movies in the whole wide world. And it's prison and things happen in prison and he's watching it. And there's a scene where another man talks to him in a like a sexual way. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to be your friend. And my son was like, what is happening here? (laughs) Don't. And I'm like, okay. Explain what's happening here. So I literally just said, it's prison, man. <laughs> like, it's your, prison, man. That was your response. Hey, hey weird things happen in prison. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but what's happening? Like, I don't understand. And why is he acting weird towards that? And why is that dude acting weird? I'm like, I don't know how to answer this. It's so hard. And I usually my, my whole way of getting out is saying, yeah, man, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. That's your okay. answer? Yes. Like, I don't know. It's just weird. That's <laughs> just weird. Keep watching, though. The movie gets better, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have not I have not seen that movie. So did they ever like address that, or is it just kind of like a pass-away thing? Uh, no, they address it because it eventually becomes a thing, and you kind of like fast-forward through that. So just because seen... I, don't, I don't know. Like, I, there's certain things like I, I well, don't know how to... That's a lot of levels of different things to explain, right? Yeah. Like, a lot of different levels. Not just the act of itself, but how that happens sometimes involuntarily or whatever, different levels. And my wife wants to just be as like open as possible with our kids. And I'm like, I don't think they're ready for that, but they might be. Listen, if you could teach them in a way about this in a roundabout way, it would make them never want to go to prison. (laughs) So I told him, I was like, Hey, and then there's a part where this guy talks back to the guard and he gets beat up and he Mm -hmm. dies. And I'm like, Hey, that's why look at that. So you don't want to go to but prison. That stuff does stick with you as a kid. I know. Like, and it does remind you. So if he's ever in a situation that maybe his friends are doing something crazy and something could happen, he's like, I don't want to be involved. Yeah. I saw what happens to those people. Hey man, I, I watched involved. a movie a long time ago with my dad and something weird was happening. I didn't want to be Certain involved in that. things like that stick with you. Yeah. So, you know, maybe in a roundabout way, it is a good thing. But in that situation, you were like, yeah. <laughs> so whenever I don't have an answer, I was like, I don't know. It's weird, but let's keep, let's keep watching. And though. they allow that to pass? No, or do they keep... no, 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 no. It's been like two days and he still asks like, so, so what, what, like what happened it's there? It's still on his mind. It's still on his mind. And I don't know. At some point I'll just kind of be like, all right, here's what's happening. And this is what happens. And he may be like, okay, good to know. Or he may be like, kind of regret asking that. I know. He, I mean, he could, he could just be like, totally like, yeah. I mean, he's very old like his his he's very mature for his age as far mm-hmm. as like comp- comprehending things and understanding things and but i just i just don't want the awkwardness <laughs> such awkwardness being a parent you're like i don't want to be a part I of don't, that i really don't i just want to sit in and watch a good movie well i like, mean then it sounds like you don't have any open <laughs> lies you just don't have answers i just don't have answers like. yes <laughs> Yeah, it is. my but, It is my favorite, though, watching kids just seeing how inquisitive they are about different things. You're like, how did you even figure that out? I know. I know. And they're so young when it starts happening. Were you like that as a kid? Were you inquisitive? I feel like you were. No, listen, something funny about me is that my parents say I did not speak until I was two years old. 
Okay. Because everybody talked for me because I was the youngest. Oh, you're the baby. Yeah. And everybody I've talked heard for that. me. So recently I, I heard that. Well, it was like it they would ask like the doctor, is she okay? Is like what's gonna happen? And they're like, She's fine. Nothing about her is wrong. But like maybe you guys should stop talking for her. <laughs> and so which is really funny because yeah. that's not how I am now at all, right? Obviously grew out of that. But yeah, for like two years my parents thought I she may not talk because everybody talked for me. So I don't know that. I mean, I know I was a rebellious kid being the last one. I did. Because you got away with a lot. Everything. I got a, I got away with all of it. You right? got to understand when when you have the youngest, you've been through so mm-hmm. much stuff with the older ones that you're just kind of like, whatever, they'll figure it out. I well, mean, and in a way, too, and maybe you feel this way, too, like it almost there is some in in a way responsibility on the older kids to almost teach the youngest one some things. Yeah. Like not intentionally, but it just kind of happens. Yeah. So let me ask you this. When you were growing up, uh, were you, um, if you had any questions about like just anything like life, like say you were watching Shawshank Redemption, Mm -hmm. you have any questions, would you go to your parents or would you go to your older sisters? I think both. It was definitely a mix for me because like I did have a very open relationship with both of my parents. Um, And how would they answer your questions? Openly, from what or like I, you're well, not ready listen, yet. I'm also talking about some fibs that they used to t- yeah, <laughs> tell me in the be- beginning of this. Yeah, I don't it, honestly. When that would all happen, like I can't recall certain incidences happening. I remember, like you know, when big birds and bees docks and all that stuff happened. I remember vaguely that conversation happening and it being very uncomfortable to talk about. But I think they, uh, not uncomfortable from them. I was just like, this feels weird talking to my parents about this. I know. But that was also back then, like, right? Like, that was something nobody talked about. And, or like, didn't want to, yeah. right? Now it's kind of out there in shows and movies and whatever. Yeah. Um, that was so easier to me. That the, Well, and that makes sense because you also have four boys. Yes. Right? I mean, I remember oh my, my gosh, dad being involved. Girl, oh yeah. my goodness. Uh-huh. I would not be able to do and my, that. I mean, my dad had <laughs> four daughters, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, what did he do? Just stand back and be like, mm-hmm. No, my dad was very involved. Like he, and oh. he wanted to be involved, but he did like my mom would lead the situations or yes. whatever. And most of the time, like I would go to my mom and my mom would be the one to talk to my dad. So mm. I didn't have to face that front on. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but it was, and, and it's funny though, because I really don't remember a lot of that, yeah. like well, all good. of those things that happened. So it, it never like was bad enough that I remember it. it still. That's great. It, yeah. it was just like, uh, it was like a lesson I needed to learn at the time. Mm-hmm. And then it went away yeah. kind of thing. So I do think at a certain point, it really wasn't until like middle school that maybe I really start recalling some of the memories of me being super rebellious and getting in a lot of trouble. Yeah. So yes and no, but that, it was, it was an interesting thing being the young one. And my and it's funny because we all have different perspectives. My my oldest sister is like, it's weird being the old one, right? Everything she got punished for everything. And then you have my other sister who's like, Yeah, I was responsible for everything you did. Like everybody has this different perspective mm-hmm. in that level of family. And you're gonna get to experience all of that. But I, I do think your older boys and even your younger boys in a way, they teach each other things. Yeah. We do put a lot of pressure on our older son because we say, Hey, you're you're the leader here. They're all looking up to you. Mm-hmm. You're the example. And I feel like it's a lot of pressure for him because he's like, Hey, I'm just trying to li- I'm trying to figure things out too. Yeah. You know, I'm just living my life. And uh so because I was the middle child. I didn't I didn't know, you know, I just no one was looking up to me really and 
I wasn't really looking up to my big brother, and it was kind of I just lived my own life. And plus, you got to understand, I, my brother and I are six years apart, my older brother, mm-hmm. and then my younger sister were eight years apart. Wait, okay, so you were six and eight. Mm-hmm. So my two, so one of mine, we are sixteen months apart, something like that, close like that. Um, and then my two oldest though are like ten years older because yes. they're my half sisters. So that's so that's very mm-hmm. distant. So they were when I was a baby jumping off coffee tables. My oldest sister was in high school, mm-hmm. so like she had different responsibilities yeah. to take care of me in different ways yeah. for sure. That that gap definitely plays an impact. But for your boys, there isn't no, really that big of a gap. Not really. I mean, the, the, I think the biggest gap is. Is fourteen and seven, mm-hmm. um, but but still the the the, the seven year old or he's eight he's eight now I'm sorry uh, the eight year old that's a lot of birthdays uh, <laughs> and you can't start listen you're way too early no, to stop let remembering me, things. let me tell you what happened I went to one of our boys was sick from school he was at the nurse or whatever and I had to go pick him up and I go and I go to the the front office and they're like hey you're here to pick up so and so I am they're like okay who, what's his teacher's name and I go. It's a good question. You're like, let oh, me run through the list that I have and find me? which one it is I here. No, I don't know. And then she had to go down the list of like, is it so-and-so? That doesn't sound familiar. <laughs> is it that one? I'm like, that one. That's it. And I go, give me a break. Like, I got four kids. Come on. Four different teachers. You can't start doing that yet, Eddie. Man, I'm telling birthdays are hard. Like, I go pick up, you know, pharmacy stuff and it's like, what's their birthday? I don't know. <laughs> I think they were born... Six years ago, can you figure that out? <laughs> not yet. You're not. Listen, it's so funny when I hear my dad. He he calls me my dog's name half the time. I'm like, that's not my name. <laughs> hey, okay. really? Like he's like, uh, yeah, I know. I meant honey. Sorry. Yep. Mm-hmm. All the different ones. You can't do that yet. Like he he's old I'm enough that he, at this point you just laugh about it. I'm almost there. No, you just start writing things down. Anyway. Yeah, I do. I need to put it in my phone. My notes. Oh man. Well, any other any other family updates? Kids, wife, anything? Um, family updates. Everyone's good. I was just talking to someone recently about, um, I think my biggest struggle, because I mean, there's always something, right? Like, you know, you're, if it's baloney, if it's baloney lesson for bad grades, we got to, we got to do that. We got to focus in on that. Uh, but there's always something to work on, like with our kids. And I think this month it's been me work on me because they've been pretty good for the most part. But I have to be okay with them destroying our house. Mm, And that is hard for me. I would imagine you too. Like, I imagine if you had kids, because your house is nice. Like, Mm -hmm. I've only seen pictures, never been to your house, but I've only seen pictures and videos of like your house looks neat and Mm -hmm. nice and never messy and put together. And that's the way our house used to be. Like, our house used to be. (laughs) And now you have four torn up. Little tornadoes running around. Four tornadoes running around. And when they're together, it's a huge hurricane. And constantly I'm I'm having to tell them, like, stop wrestling in this room. Stop bouncing the basketball in the kitchen. Like, that's not where you bounce the basketball. That's not where you dribble. You know, uh, don't. And the baby, don't throw things down the toilet. Like, enough. (laughs) Or, Or even like, hey, if you guys take a bath or a shower, Put your towel back in the bathroom. Like it doesn't belong on the floor. And like my wife just kind of like at this point, she's like, look, you have to take some time and figure out how you're going to be okay with this because it's not going to get better. (laughs) Well, I do think it's a balance, right? You know, I think there's that side that you have to just understand that your house is going to be lived in. Right. I know. And it should be. 
Should be a lived-in house. It's a good I know, house. I know, I know. But <sighs> it also comes with re- more responsibilities for your kids, too. I know. And that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, guys, all right, you're going to start doing dishes. Like, you're going to start be responsible after you eat. Put the dishes in the dishwasher. Rinse them off and whatever. And that's how you do it. And I did it. And and I, I taught them. And I said, once uh, we're going to take turns on who's going to unload the dish, the clean dishwasher. Like, if it's clean, you do it this time. And if you check who did it last time, and then it's your turn. Blah, 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 whatever, right? But literally, if I'm not on them, they will be like, hey, dad's not here. Like, mm. I don't have to do it today. And they don't do it. And I'm, and then I look at the di- at the sink, and I'm like, how did the dishes get piled up again? I'm like, whoa, so-and-so didn't let me do the dishwasher. I'm like, well, why didn't you tell him? Like, well, we just thought that we didn't really have to. And I'm like, you never not oh. have to. Mm-hmm. So I am implementing all these different like you know things like hey you're gonna start doing this i want to make you hand wash them now or whatever but it's exhausting like all that stain on them it's almost like you're the boss right and you tell you tell your employees you're gonna start doing things but you also have to watch them do it and if they don't do it you have to be right on and be like hey totally do that report and you haven't (laughs) done that report and it's like I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired and I want them to finally like get in the routine of picking up after themselves. I don't know. I think do they, my- do they have to do these things like before they can watch TV or before they can play outside or do they, is there like that level of yeah. things in the house too? Yeah. And then what we deal with when we do that is that it takes them two hours to do two or three hours to do those things. And then by that time, it's time to eat dinner. And then by that time, it's time to mm. go take a bath and get ready for bed. And then you're like, oh, you didn't do your homework, did you? Because you did, took three hours doing what you were supposed to do. And then it's 10 o'clock and they're like, I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. But you didn't do your homework. So you have to stay up and do your homework. No, It's constant, Morgan. It is. But listen, you know what? I think so much of that, like, it, it almost gets you ready for college. It gets you ready for high school or whatever yeah. that is. Because... I, gosh, I remember so many nights staying up late working on things for school. If I forgot it or I did things, it's part of that, like learning that everything's not going to be as easy as you want it to be. No. But I, I know, I mean, you know, watching my parents, I'm sure. And, and you can speak to that so much more that it puts strain on y'all as parents mm-hmm. because you're still monitoring. You still have to be a part of all of that. You have to keep up with them. If they have to stay up, you have to stay up. Yeah. And so I, Yes. And then there are some days where you just don't want to do it. Like mm-hmm. you just like, you know what? Here, here's, I don't the, want a dad today, okay? here's the remote. Let her rip. Yeah. I'm going to just, I'm just going to go like chill. Well, get... not, I don't have kids and I don't, I, I know nothing about parenting, but I do think everything <laughs> is a delicate balance, right? I know it is. And it's important that you allow yourself to have those days. It's important that you allow the disciplinary days. And whatever. I mean, I think with anything in life, especially being a parent, from what I've seen from friends, from what I've seen with my parents, everything is a learning curve. Yes. Every day is a learning curve. Yes. And I think my wife's point really is just like, hey, you're not going to change them today. Stay on them. You can keep telling them that they need to do whatever or they need to pick up after themselves. They need to help out, whatever. But enjoy them. You have to enjoy your kids because if you don't, I mean, they're going to be out of the house before you know it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be like, oh, I miss them. I miss pulling stuff out of the toilet. Like, do you remember when so-and-so did this? Mm-hmm. And like, and she's right. I am going to miss that, but it's hard for me to live in a house where it's just like, you guys aren't doing your crap. Yeah. You're not picking up after yourself and it's a mess. Well, and I mean, and it, it's hard because they say don't associate negative stuff with everything. But I mean, coming from someone, my, my parents 
always kept our house clean. And my parents like delegated different tasks. So in turn, that caused me to always have a clean house because that's what I, yeah. I lived with it. I didn't, I didn't have another option, right? And, you know, I had straight A's because I didn't have another option. But it's hard, right? Because they say now, like, you shouldn't have negative associations with certain things mm-hmm. or they don't do it. But I had great experience with that in that now I'm really thankful for that. Otherwise, I wouldn't be that way. I think it's really interesting, too, being in my relationship. I've I've learned so much how how much our growing up situations affect how we become in our adult life, right? The stuff we've always known, but more commonly now. Yeah, we, you we're see it more it now, out. yeah. And it's crazy the things he was not taught and I was taught that now as a relationship, I'm helping teach him. Yeah. And not in a bad way. Not that he's doing anything wrong at all. It's just that he didn't have that privilege that I had parents who taught me different things Mm -hmm. that now cause me to have a clean house, to now cause me to have this discipline that I you know, grew into. Oh my gosh. You, you have no idea. And if you guys ever, if this keeps going and you guys get married or whatever, and you have kids, that's where it gets real crazy because you, you're going to start saying, no, 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 this is how you raise your kid. Like mm-hmm. this is how I was raised. And they're like, no, 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 no. This is how I was raised. <laughs> and to our family, this was more important than that. Yep. And you're like, no, 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 mm-hmm. no. This was more important. So you do have to just scratch all that. You have to be like, all right, Forget what my parents did. We are now the parents and we're going to have to agree on how we're going to parent our kids mm-hmm. because you can't go keep fighting about it. You can't keep arguing like, no, 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 no. Like they have to have clean houses. It's not that important to have a clean house. Yes, it is. Yeah. Like it's when you have kids is the true test of like, wow. Mm-hmm. Then you really start seeing all the different ways people are raised. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you can talk about that all day long, right? And you can hear about it and you can experience it as single people. But then when you throw kids in this whole yeah. life a part of it, you're like, why did we never talk about that? Yeah. Why didn't we figure that out? Like, but then you're like, okay, well, there's a reason it never would have been brought up until this moment. Yeah. But that makes it hard. That's why marriage and family and all of it is so hard, right? doesn't mean it's any less great, but it's hard. And I think that's a, a testament to why also too, like, from so many different perspectives, from yours and from mine, why that relationship phase is so important, why you talk about so many different things before you get married. Yeah. As much as you and can. And it's not so right? much that you're trying to change the person. No. You're literally just, just trying to open the communication because you don't, you, you want to express the, the things that you see can, can be an issue mm-hmm. and they want to express that too. And you know that already. So you're not caught by surprise. Like exactly. You never acted like this when we were dating. Like you never said this was important mm-hmm. in your life. Yep. Well, you've already talked about it, so there's no surprise. Yeah. That's and, good. It's very it's, healthy that you're doing that. Yeah, but it, and it's also hard, too, because you don't realize how much your personal experience is literally filtered through you, right? Mm-hmm. You could be doing some. I, the fact that I keep my house as clean and as tidy as it is is literally part of a habitual thing that I learned growing up yeah. that I didn't even realize. It was just something that I did because right. I didn't know any different, right? And I've learned that chaos can be a little good. I'm not great at it, and I don't thrive in that environment but I have like you you just pick up that so much was influenced by that and you take the good with the bad and you try to find the in-between mm. right on both accounts and you know I, it, it's crazy though just like <laughs> it really is how much it impacts everything you do yeah 
everything, scary. everything you do. I mean, I, I mean, we we won't get that deep, but literally everything that we do is based on how we were raised. Mm-hmm. Everything. I mean, and that also as a parent, on my point of view, puts a lot of pressure on everything we do. Well, because it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. Everybody is always going to grow up with something. It is never going to be perfect. A parent yeah. could be the perfect person in the world and do everything right. And those kids are still somehow going to have something. Sure. Because it's not perfect. Life isn't perfect. Well, because, and I'll speak as the parent, because you're still living your life. Mm-hmm. Like you are still making mistakes because you are human. And we're not, parents are seen as, as like, oh, you're supposed to be the perfect person for these kids. You're right. And we should try our best to be the perfect person for these kids. But we're still impatient. We're still uh, driven by our jobs. We're still, <laughs> you know, need time off. We still like to say cuss words. Yep. Like we still, you still want to be a human. Be a human. You're still. You're also still a man and a friend and a brother and a son before you were a parent. Exactly. You're still a human on your own right. I know. Without being a parent. I know. And then you add a parent on top of it, and you're like, "Oh crap!" Mm-hmm. You guys are watching everything I everything do. Everything that you do. Mm-hmm. And they're learning. That's the crazy thing. They're learning. They're watching you with their eyes and it's processing through their brains, staining their brains mm-hmm. with, well, that's what my dad always did. I'm very conscious of not lying in bed all the time. Like I, I would love to do everything in bed. I would love to sit in my bed with my laptop, do work. I would love to watch TV while I'm doing work. I would love to sit in my bed all day. I'd love to watch a basketball game on my bed, mm-hmm. but, but I can't. can't. I can't because I know my kids will be like, dad was always in bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't want them to be in bed for the rest of their life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I like, I give it to y'all and I, I, there's never been a time in my life where I've never thought parenting is in a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Never. I've always believed that. Now I wasn't the best kid all the time. I know I gave my parents a hard time. Yeah. And it's, it goes both ways. It's, it's hard on, on everybody. Cause everybody's, Growing up, everybody's learning. They're experiencing life. Mm-hmm. That's what we always say. We're always like, it's karma because we're we're terrible kids. <laughs> you think that, <laughs> but I, you know, and I think it's cool too because you, you do have to find the balance in everything. Yeah, meaning you see the good with the bad. Yeah. all the great experience you guys have had, all the memories that come with that. Mm-hmm. There's so much good that comes with that bad. Oh yeah, it's important. It's important to remember that. Yes. Even in those little moments. But I think it's cool. You're taking this month to learn things about yourself. Try to implement them differently. Because mm-hmm. you should. You still you should still be focusing on yourself. A hundred percent. And I know that parents also don't get that time to yeah. do that. Yeah. So it's cool that that's a conversation between you and your wife that's happening. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. and I'm sure you can speak to the fact that most couples and most parents should be having those conversations. Yeah. To be like, hey, you, you should look at this side of things and not yeah. a bad way. Just like, Hey, th- I'm trying to help us and you. Right. That's one thing we always say. Well, like, Hey, same team, same team, mm-hmm. same team. It's hard. That yep. ego, man, our yeah. ego eats us alive yep. about everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is brutal. That's a, yeah. I, we think we have all these enemies out in the world, right? In so many ways. Nah, our egos are number one enemy. Yes. Every ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, Morgan, thank you. <laughs> I mean, dude, really. We, all, we always have therapy Again, sessions. Again, great conversations. I know. Like, great, great conversations. I, love I know. It. And we could be here all day. That's that's the thing with our conversations every time. They're just so good. And they make us both think 
so differently. I know. I wonder if people listen. Do people like stay this long and listen? Or do they yeah. check out after uh, Heck, the yeah. first two bits? No, I think they love okay. when you're on. And they love having, listening to these things. Because like I said, I think it. we see different parts of people, especially on this podcast. We just, yeah, we turn into different conversations that it's easy to get vulnerable when you're just sitting in this office mm-hmm. and you're just talking about your life. That's, we don't, we don't get to full extently talk about our lives, right? Right. We don't. I mean, yeah, you, you only have like a, a minute, one minute, one to, minute to wrap to up a whole story, tell a whole story that you were trying to tell. And like, so it's, it's hard. It's hard to get all that out. And what's crazy is whenever we do this is always like Ray and lunchbox waiting for me to be done here. So mm-hmm. we can go do the locker room. sore losing there. I was like, you done with your girl talk. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't ever want to hear that out of any of them. Cause every single one of them has walked in here uh-huh. and had a very similar conversation uh-huh. with me. On many occasions. Are you ready to talk sports now? They're spitting on the ground. Let's go. It's like going from like real life to locker room. <laughs> yes. It's literally what happens. Yes. But I am. I'm glad. And I'll let you guys get into this this segment here where Lunchbox found a singer at their grocery store. And let us know your thoughts. Number two. Last week on the show, Lunchbox said he could find someone at a grocery store randomly who sings better than Abby, our phone screener, which I don't know why he continues to do this. I don't know. She hit number 71 on the charts. With her version of the national anthem, which is great. We have awesome. a party for her. And he's like, oh, I can find you somebody random. <laughs> so we sent Lunchbox out with our executive producer, Scuba Steve. He was the verification that Lunchbox didn't put someone there and then find them. Right. So he had 15 minutes or less in the grocery store to go through and try to find someone that Lunchbox claims can sing as good or better than Abby. Um, okay. Give some context here, Lunchbox. So we went to the grocery store, and let me tell you, customers do not like to be harassed when they are shopping for groceries. <laughs> and a lot of them, no, I don't sing. No, no, no interest. So I was getting blown off numerous times by people looking at the cereal, people getting lunch meat, bread. So I was like, I'm going to just go to customer service. But what do you say? If, let's say I'm, I'm looking in the ice cream sandwiches, right? I said, oh, excuse me, you know, by chance, do you happen to sing? Because I have this girl I work with. That oh, you, she went, thinks, you just told the whole story. Yeah, I was like, she thinks she can sing, and I tell her I could find someone better at the grocery store, so I need to prove it. Can you sing? Why not just go, hey, I'm looking for a good singer for a project. Well, that's smart. Um, didn't think about that. <laughs> that was just my line. I was just like, yeah. I'm just going to throw all my cards out on the table like and hope it. someone okay. bites. And no one was biting. So finally, I was like, man, I'm just going to go to customer service. So I went to customer service, and, I was, and this girl was sitting there. I was like, excuse me, by chance, do you know anybody that you work with that sings? Oh, Be- that's good. Ask yeah. if they know anybody. That's a good. Because I got blown off by all the customers. I was like, I just got to go to someone that mm. I figure you know your coworkers. And she was like, well, actually, I sing, but I'm too nervous. So your guy that you're going to want is that guy right over there. And he was the guy that delivered the curbside uh, groceries. He was loading a cart, and I walked up to him. And I said, hey, man, I hear you sing. And he was like. I do. Oh, no. This is like Lunchbox. He's going to break someone's career now. That could be cool, though. Be awesome. Which would be cool. Would be I know. Awesome. But oh, it's interesting. And I invite him now to play Strawberry exactly. Fest. <laughs> With the Raging Idiots, you Abby, Kanan uh, Cox. Always like, I'll pay you. Yeah. Okay. And his name is? Kendall. 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 And let me tell you, this is a big dude. From Publix. All right. So I'm Kendall, and I am a customer service staff here at Publix and Instagram and Twitter. Kendall LB. That's K-E-N-D-A-L-E-L-B. I guess I'm going to sing um, Love on Top, Beyonce. You're the one I need. You're the only one I see. Come on, baby, it's you. You're the one that gives your all. 
you're the one I always call when I need to make everything stop. Finally, you put my love on top. Baby, you're all I need. You're the only one I see. Come on, baby, it's you. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about it for a second. Mm-hmm. Boom! I'm going <laughs> to go with no, but here's why. I don't think he was given the opportunity to let it rip. Right. Because he's like he was at work. He's hovering like, in a corner. <laughs> but you can tell he has vocal range. You can tell he's got something, yeah. but I'm going to go with no because we don't know. No, because we don't know. You get you, know, you should have walked outside with him or something. Yeah, oh, okay. that way he could have been like, yo, love on top. Yeah. Uh, sorry I can't tell this guy, hey, man, can you abandon your post here at work and come outside and sing? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't know, and I didn't know if he'd feel uncomfortable. Hey, man, I need you to come outside and sing for me. Yeah, you like, should have said, what time does your shift end? Well, Amy, Where do you all, live? Amy, like I don't your have, house. I had 15 minutes. I didn't have all day. Bobby gave me 15 minutes. I, I couldn't sit there and wait. I have a family. Wait. Uh, oh, jeez. Oh, wow. Hold on. I got a family, Amy. Wait. I'm going to go with no, but only because we don't know. He did not have a... And take this from four seasons of American Idol mentoring. Oh, that's right. He did not actually have the opportunity to show his his vocal range or prowess. Uh, Amy, go ahead. How do you spell Kindle? I was trying to look him up. Ooh, got him. Kindle LB. Okay, so I, th- I liked it. I think he's I really good. Too. I agree. I, so I guess I... Is, am I have to say he's better than Abby? It's up to you. You can say whatever oh, you want. Oh, I don't want to say that, but, but he was good. You can say whatever you want. Sounds like you kind of want to say you it. You kind of want to say it, but you don't want to admit I'm right. <laughs> no. No, I think Abby also has vocal range. So, yay. Yay for both. <laughs> <laughs> that was it? <laughs> Amy, come on. <laughs> He's good. I can tell he has potential, but yeah, Lunchbox did not complete the mission. Mm-hmm. Mission incomplete. He's still sitting in the hot pockets with the customers around him. He can't sing. <laughs> yeah, like you didn't technically find someone that was like all out. Like Abby's all out performed, mm-hmm. like giving it her all. Abby, anything you want to say about this? Abby, our phone screener. Do you, anything you want to say about this bit? I mean, I thought he was really good, but I'm surprised in Nashville that he wouldn't be able to find more people. Well, you had 15 you know? minutes at a random grocery store. I had 15 minutes at a random grocery store. But so, that's your bit. You created the segment, okay, not us. okay. You want me to go back and bring him outside, or you want me to bring him in here? Let's go. No, I just said okay because you don't want him. Fifteen minutes. I, I, I found said, him. Okay, and sign him to your label. <laughs> Is he trying to pursue something, Lunchbox? I don't know. He was at the grocery store working. I didn't get his whole story about where he's from. I, I didn't you get all that. You can tell he's a really good singer. Right. He just was not allowed to show it in that case. So in that instance, Abby still wins because she has been able to show it. Eddie? Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, there was not enough there, but even from what I heard, because that's what you judge it on, what you hear, Abby wins this contest because I think Abby's much better. Poor Kendall got thrown into a contest. He doesn't even ask to be a part of. Kendall, you can sing. We never, not a single person said anything bad about him. I'm not saying either of you did. You said poor Kendall. (laughs) We didn't do anything to Kendall. Yeah, because now we're having to choose between Kendall or Abby, and it's awkward. Amy, you can be honest. You can. Wait, I was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you think he's better, it's fine. Abby, great job. <laughs> Thank and you. And as we announced earlier, Abby will be singing at Strawberry Fest with the Raging Idiots on March 12th. And so will, as of this morning, Kane and Cox, one of my favorite new artists, yes. who's going to come play with us as well. It's going to be a whole party. Get and you. where can you find Kendall? Um, after that's Lunchbox. At the uh, Publix. <laughs> <laughs> well, or at Kendall LB. There you go. Uh, tickets, RagingIdiots.com if you guys want to come if you're down near Tampa. Abby, anything else you want to say? I don't think so. Okay, everybody um, Everybody happy. square? Yeah. Can we hear him one more time? Let him sing, let him sing us out. No. No? All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best bits of the week. Show! 
with Morgan number two. We had another round of Bobby Bones Show theme songs come in this week, and they're just so good, guys. There's so many good ones coming in. There's still a little bit of time left, so if you do want to submit one of these, mailbag at bobbybones.com. Use the subject line and put in theme song, and it may just get played on the air next week, hopefully. And then we're going to make a decision, and we'll have a Bobby Bones Show theme song. That's crazy. But listen to these options right now. All of the ones that have been submitted over the last few weeks are up at bobbybones.com. Number one. Here are the next batch of theme songs that have been submitted to be considered for our show's theme song. Okay. A few weeks ago, I just flippantly said, hey, we need a theme song about 30 seconds long, and I'll give somebody 500 bucks of my own money, which I kind of regret that part, (laughs) but I still will. So here is Austin Smith. He writes, hey, all, this sounded like a fun, creative outlet, so I put together a short theme song to enter into the show's theme song contest, Daily Podcast Listener. Here you go from Austin Smith. I wake up in the morning, sitting in the driver's seat. It's better than coffee pouring. Turn it on and hang with the B team. Got Bobby at the wheel. Amy riding shotgun, yeah. Everybody else piled in the backseat. Nah, I'm just kidding. Got Eddie on the cameras, lunch doing his angry thing. I got Ray and Scuba in the classroom. Abby really nailed it, she can sing. And you can't forget Morgan number two, pop culture news. Mmm, in the morning. Yeah, that's the crew. It's the Bobby Bone Show for you. That's pretty good. I like so that. good, man. That's so good. It's so good, and it also kind of says what everybody does in a way. Ray, did you get a shout out there? Yeah, yeah in the classroom. 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 He, he kind of slandered my name. <laughs> angry. That's you're your angry game. right now. That's like, your game. <laughs> right, right. The second you're angry, um, that's good. Yeah. It's really good. That's good. Do you that's like good. the tempo of it? The feel of it? At first, I thought, okay, a little easy listening on a Sunday, but then I do like the vibe. Yeah, it's got to get. I beat. do like the vibe. Good job, Austin Smith. Here is Kevin Smith. He wrote, Hello, crew. I'd like to submit a theme song entry. My name is Kevin Smith, the local guitar guy. Thanks and keep on rocking. Here we go. Hey, it's the Bobby Bone Show. Rockin' Country Radio. A shout out to the studio. Yeah, it's the Bobby Bone Show. Come on, grab your coffee, let's go. Rank it up and join the show. Making waves on the radio. Hey, it's the Bobby Bones Show. Yeah, it's the Bobby Bones Show. That's good. That feels like a jingle theme song. It feels like we're about to go into college football or something. (laughs) Like a big and rich, you know, intro song. Good job, Kevin Smith. That's pretty good too, man. Here is PK. He writes, hello, everyone. This is my entry for the Bobby Bones Show theme song contest. Thank you for all the good things that you guys do. Thank you, PK. This is 40 seconds. Here we go. Every morning when you wake up, it's the positivity transmitting down on you and me. A bunch of friends you'll always have. It doesn't really matter if you're on team A or B. You smile a lot, you cry sometimes when you hear their life stories. You play along, it's fun and games of different categories. It's the Bobby Bump Show. 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 
It's the Bobby Bones Show. Nice job, buddy. Hey. Nice job. That's I cool. like category and life story. That's pretty strong. Good rhyme. I thought that pretty strong. And then finally, here is Quan Draper. Hello, my name's Quan. I'm a rapper and singer from Iowa. Here's my submission for your morning radio show theme song. Thank you for all the opportunity. My mother, Carrie, is a huge fan and was genuinely excited to tell me all about it. Here we go from Quan. Bobby That sounds good. Bobby Bone. I don't know if that's the theme song for the show, but I do like that. I like, the, I like his vibe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's for this specifically. That's pretty good. Pretty good, Quan. Thanks, man. Well, we have to kind of decide to move on that's a couple. That's crazy. It's hard. I love the first one. Austin. Right, just give me a little clip of Austin again. This one. I wake up in the morning. Sitting in the driver's seat, it's better than coffee. Like that one, I like that one. Really good. Um, I mean, the other ones are good. But I will put Austin Smith through. Amy? The first one. Yeah. I wake up in the morning. Anybody else want to move anybody else through? Oh, what's the the one before the last? Uh, PK. Right, play a little that again. Every morning when you wake up. That's that one, or this one's the other one. It's Kevin Smith. Thank you for all the submissions. There's still one more week. So we'll do it again next week, and then we'll have our final list, and we'll figure it out. But Austin Smith and Kevin Smith, you guys are moving on to the next round. We're getting some good they're, stuff, They're all man. good. I know. Oh, yeah. If we would have got those last two, the week one, we'd be like, we have yeah, our song. For sure. But it's getting better as it goes. So thank you guys for submitting. Uh, and then we'll have the winner, if they're around, come up here. We'll bring them up and they can play it. That'd be fun. How about that? That'd yeah. be awesome. How about that? It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. All right, Eddie, thank you so much. I mean, you know, we, we did a little bit of an outro in the last one, but I'm just so... I, I get excited when, you know, people ask me how I find the guests, and it's really just who can make some time to come in here and have a conversation with me yeah. and it, and I try to get everybody filtered through here sometimes that doesn't happen but whenever I see your name come up I'm like oh I'm excited oh, same here I love it when you ask me to come on because it's, it's always a good conversation and really I mean I come out I leave here thinking about like all this stuff like man I mean she's right like I should I should work <laughs> out and I should just make it a part of my life and I should really respect my body more than I do because my body <laughs> is able to do more than I think it that's can. never the intention either <laughs> I Listen, know Eddie, but it's this, true this is just how I am in my friendships too it's why one of my Enneagrams I am the challenger because I push people to be the person I see them as mm-hmm. and I know how capable you are of so many things I don't think you just kind of came up out of nowhere and told me like something that you feel like I should do like this was a true conversation I opened up and you're like hey let me just tell you what I see in you and I'm like wow it's beautiful like I didn't even see that in myself I try that but it it is though too because you're kind of like really did you have to tell me that because now I have to think about it now it's part of no I I, look (laughs) I'm at the point where like no one's gonna tell me what to do in my life fair but you make up you make a good point you make a good point where like hey you don't have to but you're gonna want to and if you feel better after you do it, why not do it? <laughs> and you're able to do it. Hey, people, I mean, I, I've, I remember when I, I cut my finger one time 
uh, cutting, <laughs> and, and it cut it all. It was like an inch. It cut a little bit of the tendon. Oh wow! And the and the the rehab lady. I had to go to finger rehab. That sounds stupid. Hilarious. And the finger lady was like, "Hey, you gotta understand that you were like a centimeter away from not being able to use your finger anymore." And we take that for granted. I'm like, think about how much I'd use my finger just to pinch something, to grab something. To point at something, mm-hmm. I couldn't even be like, "Hey, will you grab that pickle jar from me?" You'd be like, using your middle finger, using my middle <laughs> finger, and get my ass kicked. You know, like, <laughs> like all these things are like, man, that's crazy. Like, we just take our body for granted. When mm-hmm. you break something or you get sick, it's only that moment when you're like, "Oh man, like I cannot wait to be better and be funny again and make people laugh because <laughs> I feel like complete crap." Or use my finger. Like, it's mm-hmm. that's you're right. I have a perfectly able body. Use it. Yes. Move. Use it. The word move. the word is just move your body. Yes, move. So thank you. I mean you. you're moving your phalanges when you're painting. Now you need to move the rest of your body. Yes, move it. Thank <laughs> oh, you, Morgan. No, I'm so glad. And I'm I hope everybody stayed and listened to this as Eddie said, but I think they did. So and now my voice is going out. I know. That's what happens when you talk it. a lot. It's going gone. Bye. <laughs> um, no, but thank y'all. Tell the people where they can find you real quick. You can find me at Producer Eddie on everything. I'm lucky to have it all on everything. At Producer <laughs> Eddie. And then listen to the Sore Losers. Yes. It's me, Lunchbox, and Ray. Little guy, locker room talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We fart and stuff. It's That's cool. literally how they act <laughs> all the time. So it's nothing new. Um, I'm at WebGirlMorgan, all the things, just like Eddie. I got very lucky with that. Lucky. And we have at Bobby Bone Show if you want to follow a lot of the show stuff in case you don't. So I love y'all. Thanks for listening. Eddie, love you. I hit the mic. Great conversation. This was awesome. Thanks, Morgan. Bye, y'all. Bye. The Bobby Bone Show. Bones. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.